Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Geeks. Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment of a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we're dealing with the Versus films, which means every single week we're tackling another 80 slasher film and its remake, we're throwing them into a sorority house together and seeing who ends up naked, stabbed in a bed, and who gets out wearing the killer's face. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of these fun movies is Katie Watson. Hello. And Shannon Hollander. Hi. Who is happy to be here. No. <laughs> so, no. if you are following us and you've actually been listening to them and you've been waiting since last week, eager for Mother's Day, guess what? You're not getting it. Uh, you may have noticed already this podcast is called My Bloody Valentine. So, we said before stipulations to do with slashes and blah, 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 and I'd never seen Mother's Day properly, either the original or the pr- apparently pretty bad remake. I went away and watched it, guys, so you didn't have to. I was like, you know what? I need to check that this does actually fit within the parameters. You're both welcome yeah thank, <laughs> thank you because then i texted you to say all right we don't need to do this movie i would like to say purely because it's fucking terrible and i'm sorry but if you like mother's day you might have problems with your soul <laughs> it's really badly made really badly acted like these inbred fake buck teeth guys running around under a matriarchy of a grandma who's making them rape girls and it's just Ugh. sounds like the opposite uh-uh. of what i want to watch no it's an icky just ugly stupid film and i get some people might like it but no i did not like it but beyond that we would still have to cover it guys but it's not as fucking slasher and now i see how some people might classify it as a slasher i do not this is not what i see as a slasher film so i decided nope let's scrub that we're just sticking with our purebred slasher movies <laughs> purebred not inbred there you go like it. there you go so very very quickly actually because i am working on this list that I've mentioned a few times on a regular podcast as well as on this, where I'm watching basically every slasher film of note, at least, but pretty much almost every slasher film ever made uh, over many, many years to try and create my list of the top slasher movies. And I've had to gradually refine what I look at as a slasher. So if you'll indulge me a second, I have what I, I have it written down at the top of this list to help guide me constantly because there are different subgenres. So if you're angry about Mother's Day, this is going to let you know where my head's at for this series, okay? Slasher. A horror film starring predominantly teenagers who are stalked by ideally one or sometimes multiple killers using melee weapons, preferably blades. The killer's identity should be masked, shrouded, or hidden for the majority of the movie, and the killer or killers should remain silent for the majority, if not all, of the movie. The film should ideally feature inventive, gory death scenes, as well as frivolous nudity. The killing should normally take place away from the protagonist's home. Now, the three subgenres... So, the film's danger should not primarily focus on a protagonist's personal home. Otherwise, we fall into slasher subgenre, home invasion slashes. This is The Strangers, The Purge, Hush, Uh -uh. films like that. No, none of those. No, I don't want to watch any of them. 
I like my home to be safe and to feel safe within it. There are lots of those that I would like to include in my top slasher list, but that is a rule that I'm having to stick with because I do think it's something that's slightly different. The film's villain or villain should not be a collective of rednecks, mutants, or inbreds. Otherwise, we fall into slasher subgenre, the redneck backwards slashers. See Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills of Eyes, yeah. uh-uh. Wrong Turn, no. and yes, <laughs> Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing a pattern, Shannon. Mm-hmm. I signed up for the- something very specific. <laughs> <laughs> The majority of the film should not be spent on the road with the villain using a car as their weapon. Otherwise, we fall into slasher subgenre road pursuit slashes. See Duel, Joyride, Jeepers Creepers 1, Road Games, The Hitcher, a subgenre I'm a particular fan of, but I feel, again, something a little different. Yeah, I feel like those could be fun. I'm okay with really car good. killings. Oh, we found it. All of those are great. And finally, the film's lead character should not be the villain unless revealed in a third act twist. Otherwise, we stray into slasher subgenre serial killer slashes see films like Maniac, where you're literally following someone who you know is a serial killer throughout the entire film. That's a very different thing. You're like, you're getting at that. Now, I appreciate some people might classify all those as slashes. We're dealing with just what I described at the beginning. If you're upset about that, do your own fucking podcast. <laughs> we can't make the rules. grade A slashers. That's what we're after. And again, we're really looking at American. <laughs> we're not looking us. at Italian and, and um, yeah, all the original proto slashes and all that fun. Anyway, so that's where we're at. We're doing My Bloody Valentine. We skipped straight ahead to it. We're only in 1981, though, guys, third weekend. We haven't gone that far through the 80s mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about these movies, but nobody is more excited than Shannon. I hate everything. Spoilers. Shannon <laughs> really enjoyed everything. <laughs> Shannon really enjoyed this one. No. Spoilers. We'll to these it, films but, broke me. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it, but we nearly like we had to have a serious fun conversation about if if you should quit, <laughs> basically. If for the first time on the Weird Geeks Horror Show someone was gonna walk out. Yep. Yep. That was me. That was me, y'all. And not, and not because they're so bad. I mean, we, people have nearly walked no. on Hellraiser. On I, can, I can totally oh, understand Ooh. why that both the original and the remake, why people would enjoy them as films. However, they broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Broken. Well, and I believe this is part of what our conversation was. We were sending voice message back and forth. I was like, but if you're already broken. 100%. I was like, well, <laughs> he proceed. has a point. <laughs> He's got a point there. Okay. (laughs) I've been joking with Shannon that I'm only making her homemade meals when she comes over to watch the movies to like balance out what's about to happen to her. Everything. (laughs) To give her a false sense of comfort. Everything Katie gives me, I'm like, oh, this will be my emotional support curry, emotional support (laughs) blanket halfway through. I'm like trying to get Izzy to cuddle with me. I need an emotional support dog. (laughs) It's going to be a bad night if you turn up into something like extra tasty that night. <laughs> like, I, that's true. Well, like, well oh, whenever man. she said red curry, which because I love curry, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like when you get really food sick off of one particular thing and then you can't have that thing for a really long time. I would hate to take something you love away from you because you then associate <laughs> it with a movie that you really hate. Yeah, you oh, made two amazing. things that I love that I think are delicious. Curry and roasted broccoli. <laughs> Yeah. Now you always yeah. think of pickaxes and people's heads. <laughs> All right. But before we get to everything, guys. So, yeah, again, a format here is we're going to talk about the original film. If you're new to us, hello, welcome. Head on over to weirdgeeks.com. You can patch out to our social media there. You can email us through there or just by hitting mail at weirdgeeks.com or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. And more importantly, please go to iTunes, type in We Are Geeks. Find us there on the right of the two very happy ladies who are more popular, far more popular than we are. And you can subscribe and rate 
because that's the only way you can support us. We don't do Patreons, we don't do banner ads, and we're not going to try and sell you anything unicorn at all. Unicorn glitter. Ooh. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, no glitter's unicorn. bad. No one wants that in their house. And I hate the unicorn thing. It's just really <laughs> James refers to thing. glitter as like the herpes of craft projects because it <laughs> just true. gets everywhere you can't ever get and rid there's of no it. cure. <laughs> like literally, they just moved my couches out and I was vacuuming. I was like, how is there glitter under here? <laughs> and, it's in, and it's in 75% of American homes. So we're going to deal with the first film in 1981. But before we do that, we'd like to look at landscapes and all that fun jazz. So who's got the top 10 worldwide grosses of 1981? I do. I do. Can you please illuminate us, Shannon? <laughs> this is, might be the most eager you sound this entire podcast. So go for it. Well, because I'm prepared. <laughs> um, let's see. So top 10 grossing movies of 1981 worldwide. I mean, just outside, because we mentioned it before, and 1980, Cheech and Chong were very busy. Number 17 is Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. I just think we should keep up with them because it's the 80s. Why not? And then number 10, The Cannonball Run. Number Junior. nine, Chariots of Fire. I know. That it's a pretty good in, top uh, 10. Based in my hometown. That was is Cambridge really? in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eight, An American Werewolf in London. Ooh. Very into my my list here, Shannon. Watch maybe, it. Maybe what? the only good werewolf film. I still pertain. There's it's never so been a good. great werewolf film. It is so film, good. I've it's only so good. seen. I haven't. I don't think I've actually seen the whole thing, but I've seen various clips of it because, like, the werewolf transformation in it is iconic. It is very legendary. Good. Still great. Number seven, Fort Apache, The Bronx. Number six, Arthur. Number five, oh. Stripes. Okay. Number four, <laughs> Superman 2. No, there wasn't anything to say about any of these movies. Well, I mean. Wasn't Stripes the one about the zebra? No, I thought Stripes, the new, Stripes is the like, one, military. Yeah. Okay. That's what at first I thought. I thought it was like, and then I was the like wait, Murray am I getting it confused? Military. Yeah, That's I think right, there was another yeah. zebra one later. Yeah. Superman 2. Yeah. Yep. I don't uh, remember Superman 2. Number three, my favorite on the list so far, On Golden Pond. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. We're getting some Hepburn, Hepburn baby. action. That is she right. the best. She is. She's great. Uh, number two for your eyes only, mm. and number Bull three, bunk. or excuse me, number number one. What am I saying? Number three. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Dark. So good. There it is. Weirdly, like, I was just telling this story a few weeks ago on our rec series. Must have covered 1981 or something. No, actually, that was for Temple of Doom, I think we're talking about. Like, Temple of Doom is fucking insanely crazy stupid. And Raiders of the Lost Ark is much slower than you remember. Like, when we saw it, we went with Justin and Ellen to the outside thing in LA to watch it. I was like, wow, this is a really slow movie, <laughs> which I kind of like about it. There's a lot of it. charming Harrison Ford in that, though. Yeah. Like, he, he's very demure, he in my demure. opinion, in that one. Uh, thank you very much, Shannon. You're welcome. Katie, let's get back to horror, shall we? What horror films were coming out in 1981, the, the decade of slashes? Well, it's very surprising to me that only one of these made it into the top 10 worldwide, which was An American Werewolf in London. But we also have The Burning. Oh. Don't go mean. in the woods. <laughs> Anna, wait, wait, wait. The Burning uh, is definitely one people should check out. That's that one that's Friday 13th ripoff, pretty much. Tom Savini went and did the makeup for that. It's actually got the guy from Seinfeld. The, the, what's the one who said apparently wasn't? Yeah, George. It's him as a kid. Jason Alexander? It's him as a teenager. Quite a lot of faces as teenagers. And it was actually written by Bob Weinstein. 
it's seen as a this weird sort of yeah slasher classic that people the mainstream i don't think know about but horror fans go crazy for it don't go in the woods don't go in the woods i feel like that's just good advice <laughs> like why be outside when you can be inside yeah 100 <laughs> percent. safe go in back your bubble in the house yeah <laughs> And then one of my all-time favorite films, The Evil Dead. Yay. Freaking the best, man. Which we'll um, still get to at some point. It's just so hard with the TV show. That's what stops us every I time. I feel like we should just watch all the Bruce Campbell films and movies and That's shows. That's a lot. That's quite a lot. And all no, of not it. He's done a lot of shows. All yeah, of he's it. done all so... Right. That would be... That's a two years work, worth of content. Uh, <laughs> I was least. just watching um, Lodge 49 and all of a sudden, spoilers, he will appear at some point later in the season and it was it was one of the happiest moments of my week. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? And then he's on there for like a blip and then he's a recurring character, but it's just like a blip, episode ends and then it's like guest starring Bruce Campbell and I was like, ah! So good. Followed by Final Exam. Isn't that a slasher? Friday the 13th, part two. My personal favorite Friday the 13th, but you can find out all of our feelings and all of them by going back to the very first Weird Geeks Horror Show. Very first one. Yeah. We started out with the J-Man. He's great. Yep, he is. The Fun House. (laughs) Which Shannon would not have had fun with if she had trouble with this one. (laughs) No, she would have absolutely hated it. Just to interject for a second, you know when I said... Oh, when we come back, like maybe we can do Child's Play and Friday and Nightmare to like random. Not going to happen. If Shannon can't take my body Valentine, she is not allowed to watch a Nightmare on Elm Street. No. <laughs> oh, really? That I mean, Friday would... the 13th. No, a Nightmare on Elm Street would like, no, because they're like the missing ones from this, again, from this franchise that we're doing. We're trying to cover every 80s slasher film and its remakes, but we've already done a Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, and the Child's Play remake is now, yeah, and we'll get to it with our Child's Play crew, uh, Allison and Alex. But I said, like, maybe we can just throw in one extra episode in June when Child's Play out, and we'll just cover those three so that us three have covered all the 80 slashes that have been remade. There's no way. If Shannon had the trouble she had with my bloody, there's no fucking way that she could do a Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, no. Okay. It's so much worse. You wouldn't want to, especially because it has to do with dreams, and it's very personal, and it's, like, it's very nasty. Oh, it's okay. so much with worse. Stuff. Okay. But it's also yeah. got Johnny Depp. I was actually explaining that scene to her because it shows there's uh, an Easter egg in that new Sabrina show. They have one of their characters in the Johnny Depp outfit on his bed with his headphones on. Oh, really? And something happens to him. But I was like, oh, my God, it's from Nightmare. Very nice. Very nice. Great. Sorry. Like my shows do that. Yeah. The Fun House, which I've never seen. I literally just watched this. This was Toby Hooper. It's one of his bigger films around a time of Poltergeist, I think just before. And I'm not a Toby Hooper fan at all. I'm not a big fan of Texas, but you can listen to our podcast to find out. But I do respect it. But I just don't think he's a good traditional director. I have to say, this was actually decently directed. It's just kind of really dull. Like nothing happens in it for so fucking long, but it was fine. Like it was, I I started off thinking, oh, this could actually be a real classic. And then just nothing happens. And then what does happen is kind of very anticlimactic, but it's it's perfectly decent film. Happy birthday to me, which I even had to look up when we were about to start this one because I was like, oh, is that new happy birthday film a remake of this? But it's not. Oh, thank you. Spoilers. Although I would enjoy doing this. We watched this together. I know. I was like, are we missing one in our lineup? (laughs) Do you remember this one? Uh, vaguely. Uh, don't, don't say spoilers, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually pretty entertaining. 
It's very silly. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's very I remember it being funny. Silly What's I can up, handle. <laughs> silly, I look at your face. I mean, yeah, but you have to appreciate I think my bloody Valentine is silly. So. What? <laughs> yeah, very much. But we'll get there in a second. <sighs> Let's continue. Graduation day? More slasher films. No, not great. Cook poster though. It just I just put on Instagram and Twitter my top is it fifteen slasher posters of all of the eighties and this one just missed out. Like it was number sixteen, I think, whatever, just off the list. Just before dawn. Isn't that a slasher film? <laughs> in the uh, backwards, like we I'm were, I can't even tell a you. Theme. Yeah. People think there were too many comic book films going now. They have no idea when <laughs> it was a slasher era. So many. Yeah. Also, one that you can listen to that we've done is Halloween 2. There you go. More slasher films. Yeah. It's a good one. I remember. <laughs> Look at you. It's the one in I'm the hospital. Remember it all. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I know. Where she wears a wig. <laughs> yes. She does. Her hair is weird. Night school. Uh, isn't that a slasher film? <laughs> <laughs> it might surprise you. What if we just assume they're all slasher yeah. films and you tell us which ones are not slashers? <laughs> yeah. Followed by Omen 3, The Final Conflict. It's not a slasher film. There you go. Children okay. being little dicks. Oh. That's what this film is. Filmed uh, for and birth then, control. Yeah. Followed by Piranha 2, The Spawning. This is um, James Cameron's first directorial debut. Is it really? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We will 100% be getting to all the Piranha films at some point. But there's like the original, then there's the TV version, then there's this sequel, and then there's the remakes as well. So there's a lot I to I mean, unpack. the title of that just sounds gross. The, the spawning. spawning. Mm-hmm. I think in different regions it was also called flying fish <laughs> or flying terror or some <laughs> bullshit like that. It was like it was that dicky. sounds about right. It's all very correct in the <laughs> yeah right, the wording of it. <laughs> fish with wings. Uh, Hell night, which I now I'm going to start singing in the prom night. Right. Hell night. Hell night. Hell night. Hell night. Hell night. This is why we're not in acapella. Yeah. I thought that was great. I know. I Hell, Night's good. That. Hell Night's good. It, it, it's, it's a little lost film that, again, horror fans really love, but the general public don't know about it. It actually has Linda Blair in it, who was the little girl in The Exorcist. Followed by The Prowler. Sounds like this Shannon is, would not want to watch this movie. This is definitely a slasher film. Uh, we talked about this before, right back on Friday 13th, because this is the director who would then do Friday 13th Part 4, seen by many as one of the best Friday 13th. The one that's got all those people with Corey Feldman and what's his name? What's the guy from Willard? Fuck, I can never know Willard. I can never remember his name. You remember he does a dance scene? Like when we did our festival thing last year, he's the one who's like calling out for the wine corkscrew. Oh. Oh, fuck. Ah! Oh, I can see his face. Does that help anyone? He's all like no. nasally and weedy. And, yeah. Oh, hang on. He always Sorry. sounds like he's drunk. I can never remember his fucking name. I have to know right now. I have to know. Have he to was know. great at that um, retelling. Chris Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's who you were talking about. That's yeah. not who I thought you were talking about. No, Chris and Glover so. and Corey Feldman. But anyway, yeah, that's not this film. That's the film he would do oh, after this. I remember now what you're talking about. The Prowler's the like, one the that would get him this job. Do you remember this is the one with the sort of army guy in the black sort of mask? It's very classic slasher, but quite a yeah. slow burn. But I do remember this. It's pretty good. And then last but not least, Possession. It's called what? Ugh. Possession. Oh, the Possession. This is our friend Joe Yannick of our sales agency, Yellow Veil Pictures. High recommend. Hey, Joe. This is his favorite film of all time. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I believe so. Anyway, that's what he <laughs> told me. Shannon is really impressed. That well, wasn't her fake wow. I know nothing about the film. But the title itself scares me. 
<laughs> excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Katie. So I think we're safe to assume we are landing my bloody Valentine right in a nest egg of uh, slasher movies. So it's very apt. So my bloody Valentine did not make top 10 grossing films. Oh, no, of Horror not. films of 1981. I can believe that. Okay. Do you have the list? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what we were just looking at. But that was just clarifying. My Bloody Valentine didn't... Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, what Katie's list was? Yeah. No, no. They're just notable horror films that came out that year. Oh, it's gotcha. not. It's not from how much money they made. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, no. But it was budgeted at $2.3 million. It made $5.6 million. So, you know, not a great haul as horror films do. It's Canadian film or Canucksploitation oh, yet again. that seems very clear with all those accents <laughs> just being <laughs> thrown around there, eh? Yeah. He gets a no six. one says sorry the way that they say sorry. <laughs> yeah. He gets a 6.3 out of 10 on the old IMDb. Directed by George Mihalka, who was a director born in Hungary. Written by Stephen A. Miller, who had written Flipper, Magnum P.I. and Airwolf. Oh, Airwolf. is he also the one that works for Donald Trump? Because <laughs> if so, I'd hate this movie even more. Which which one? What who? Stephen huh? Miller is a he was like a he's a guy that works for Donald oh, Trump. I mean, probably not. Yeah, he's like he's just in office. Like, Get me the writer of Flipper and Airwolf now. This does not surprise me at all if that was to actually happen. Oh man, this is a great movie. Great movie, the best movie. Give me this guy in here. Also written by John Biad, who is an uncredited writer of Happy Birthday to Me and died in 1993, very sadly, at 40 years old. DP'd by Rodney Gibbons, who was a DP on Screamers. And music by Paul Zadza again, who did Prom Night. Prom Night. Prom Night. Thank you. Prom Night. He did Prom Night 2, Prom Night 3, the other Canucksploitation slasher film, Curtains, and he did Porkies. Ooh, Porkies. I remember Porkies. Yeah, which, you know... That's Lots of boobs makes, and porkies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starring Paul Kelman as TJ, Laurie Hallier as Sarah. Uh, she went on to be in the Friday 13th TV show, The Twilight Zone, The Dukes of Hazard, Robocop, Poltergeist, The Legacy, Star Trek, Voyager. She's a good working actress. Yeah, she's literally, I, I looked him up. She's literally one of the only, I think there's one other actor that actually went on to like do other things. Clearly, <laughs> she was the actor of this movie. Yeah, uh, Neil Affleck, who nope is not Ben Affleck's father, as Axel, Keith Knight as Hollis, Alf Humphreys as Howard, who would do the X-Files, Final Destination 2, X-Men 2, The Perfect Score, and yes, also worked. Uh, Cynthia Dale as Patty, who, to be fair, was in Moonstruck, and Street Legal, and Helen Udi as Sylvia, who's in the dead zone. It was shot over 30 days. So, I mean, all the stories that these movies get made in this period are pretty much the same. Hey, look, Halloween made loads of money. Hey, look, Friday 13th made loads of money. Let's do the same. Producers Andre Link and John Dunning wanted to jump on board the slasher boom, so they were searching for a holiday that hadn't been made yet and wasn't in production yet. They settled on Valentine's Day and then called the film The Secret in order to not tip others off about uh, their idea. Little did they know what The Secret would become. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, they approached director George Mihalka, who had done well with his film Pick Up Summer, and they gave him a two-movie contract. Uh, they chose to shoot at the Sydney Mines in Nova Scotia. I love this story because it had a rustic atmosphere. And then the locals of the town found out that a movie was going to be shot there. So they got excited and they spent like tens of thousands of dollars painting the mine and cleaning it. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, then the no. film crew turned up and had to spend over $50,000 to get the mine back to its original state again. Oh, oh my no. God. That's funny. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. that's terrible. 
No, um, and much hilarious. of the film was shot in these actual mines at 900 feet underground, uh, meaning only certain lighting could be used because of the potential danger of actual explosions. Tense, tense, tense stuff. Now, we should say an important thing here is, <laughs> which is going to lead into how Shannon maybe feels about this movie, uh. is... So I've seen this movie a few times, a whole bunch of times, because this is, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's favorite slasher film of all time. This is seen as a real slasher classic. And I've seen it maybe four times, and I've seen both the uncut version and the normal released version. Now, this film was shot, it was released, and it had nine minutes cut from it in order to secure an R rating instead of an X. And there's said to be a lot of reasons for this. Partly, it's John Lennon's death, which was apparently really uh, meaning censorship was much higher during that period oh wow oh wow yeah that's uh but yeah there are a whole bunch of reasons um that just yeah as you would expect to cut stuff out and that's how it was released until 2009 so until the remake came out people couldn't see the proper version of this movie which obviously they spent quite a lot of money and a lot of time making these effects these practical effects for it so yeah people just grew up used to this version and i'm kind of I've always enjoyed My Bloody Valentine. I've never got why people are quite as crazy about it as they are. So when I went back to watch it this time, I was watching the iTunes, UK iTunes version. And I finished watching it and I was like, I was watching it with a friend who doesn't like horror movies very much. And we're both like, that was a really fucking tame movie. Like it was just so tame. Anything, anything was going to happen. It cut away and we just couldn't understand it. And then I was like, hang on. I know there's an uncut version of this, but I didn't know all this history about how long it had been seen in that version, you know? So then I went away and looked it up. And so in 2009, when they released it, the Blu-ray that you guys have, that's worth fucking like when you book it, it went out of print. So now if you're trying to buy that, it's well over 150 bucks to buy that oh, wow. Blu-ray. Um, well, Shannon broke that into a thousand pieces. I did. It's and gone threw forever. It the wall. <laughs> Hope you don't mind. Hope Sorry you don't mind. That. <laughs> um, Shannon see, owes I you $150 you two are watching most of these movies together and I immediately texted you both to be like you watch the fucking Blu-ray do not go into your iTunes on the Apple I TV I hate you make sure you watch the real version of this I hate you and then I went away and tracked down a version of it and watched it as well myself again so I've seen both versions of this and yeah I mean I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end but I do want to say it's a staggeringly different film because the edited version that's been out for decades just feels really choppily edited because yeah you have these build-ups and then it just fucking ends and it's really weird because it just feels so tame and I'll be honest I don't know in the released edited version for decades I don't know how it could have quite the following that it has I'll talk about at the end whether I feel with the violence it works, you know, that much better. But yeah, so that's how we went in. We did all watch the uncut versions and I'm very happy about that. I am not. All right. You want to get into it then, Shannon? (sighs) Fine. I just, let's just warn everyone that this was the sound I was making while watching this movie over and over again. (sighs) Because I just couldn't handle it. So like that might happen a lot. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, all right. Um, we open on a mine shaft. Two miners are wandering around. We got an immediate, a nice mood, I feel, immediate, immediately set. And then one of them starts taking her clothes off. And you're like, of oh, course. all right. Yeah. We know what movie we're in for. Yeah. She's got a heart tattoo on one of her boobs. And then he doesn't let her take his mask off, which. Yeah. But she did like sensually caress the hose of the mask. Oh, a yeah. Bunch. I mean, yeah. I was like, she's girl, that hose off. It's fucking insane. Hose stroking. Yeah, there was that was gratuitous. <laughs> and then he just like squeezes her boob in the most uncomfortable yeah. 
<laughs> and, and then like has a moment like no boobs boobs yeah. bad boobs bad must kill boobs and yeah. so then he impales the boob and she just happens to be attached to it basically i feel is what happens fucking crazy opening and then you get this title with like bloody hearts with the o's of my bloody valentine are and they're just dripping blood animated so yeah i love it Shannon's already shaking her head i was already like yeah. no no we're done <laughs> i gotta say straight away again i'm gonna note on some of these kills the edited version you do not see the impaling you see a quick you do not see it coming through her chest like that none of it oh i would have it, loved the edited version it's very tame <laughs> <laughs> so it's thursday february the 12th which means what what's the next day Friday the 13th. There you go. First of nice little Easter eggs. All the miners are off work. I find it kind of hear what the, kind of hard to hear what they're all saying because they're all showering and just whipping each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're all very. This is exact like what guys think girls do at sleepovers. This is what I think happens in every men's locker room. Yeah. This is the definition of locker room talk. Yeah. And locker yeah. room behavior. <laughs> yeah. And all right I could think of was like how disgusting that shower room oh, must yeah. have been because they're oh, all like yeah. just grimy and it's just like flat water coming down on them. No one's even using soap and they're all just greasy on their face. And I was like, Ugh, who has to clean that room? It's awful. Well, I'm saying right now, there are too many characters in this movie. There are so many fucking characters and the ones that they choose to focus on. I mean, it's not that it's bad or anything, but they're just not necessarily the most enigmatic they like the whole the ones that focus on it's all about these two cops and then this love triangle we're about to get to but it, immediately in this room it's like god there's just so many people <laughs> well that's whenever i was initially scared because i was like all of these people are gonna die <laughs> <laughs> she did she kept saying that she's like i don't i don't know how to feel about this because i know that every single one of these people is gonna die <laughs> and there's a lot of them <laughs> that's whenever i was like oh what did i get myself into <laughs> well it took them five minutes just for them to get them from the shower to the bar after work. So it was like just watching them all load up into their cars. I was like, is this necessary? So we've got um, our main two characters here are going to be Axel and TJ. Now my brain's a bit muddled because I just watched the remake and they changed the hair color of those two fucking characters just to piss with you in the remake. Axel is blonde. Yeah. yeah and TJ is dark hair. Like okay, TJ's back. So what we're going to learn is that TJ was dating this girl. At this point, we don't know what happened, but now she's dating Axel. And there's definitely some jealousy while they're still buddies. There's definitely some sort of animosity going on. I'm going to call Axel Blondie for most of the film because that he's works. just like, that he's just this weird bubble-headed, like, blonde dude. He doesn't seem to but really do But his name is anything. Axel. How can you not call someone by their name when their name is Axel? Because I don't feel his character deserves as cool a name as Axel. Yeah, I completely <laughs> I agree. Whereas TJ seems fitting for the other guy. <laughs> yeah, where this film made up for in blood, it lacked in acting. Yes. Well, I mean, I, okay, we'll get to it. Like we'll the, get to it. Yes, we'll get into it. Okay. Crazy banjo music. <laughs> they rush to the brew house. Everyone's in a rush. Now, I do, I have to say one thing I've always appreciated about my bloody Valentine is it really embraces, yep, being Canadian. And it feels very different from any other slasher in that you're in this tiny little town with, we're about to see it now, it's called Valentine's Bluff, 3,735 people at 400 elevation, very small. And you feel like, yeah, this is like everyone slept with everybody. This is one little place. They got one bar to go to and they all work in the mine and that's it. And I kind of like that it is a very different vibe from, okay, we're in this big town and there's, you know, teenagers and babysitters and sorority houses and whatever. Right. You know? 
I love that all I the do women. I also like all their cars. Yeah, they, they did cars. have some great cars. <laughs> like these cars. Especially oh, the pickup truck made out of a BW bug. Volkswagen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I love that all the women are just hanging art while the men are off at work. They're just putting out the Valentine's Day decorations for this. I mean, what else are you going to do? It's a very good point. Yeah. So, this is where we kind of get that real dynamic. We're seeing, what's his name? Axel is with Sarah, who's also a blonde. So, they both look like just these two sort of Norwegian <laughs> jumper yeah. models. <laughs> That's, <really laughs> That's a great TJ's way to describe just- them. <laughs> TJ's just giving them the dirtiest looks in this scene. It's ridiculous. Like, there's bits later where he's kind of nice to them both. In this scene, he's just, like, laughing every time the guy fucks up with anything. And he's just <laughs> dirty, dirty looks. Uh, it's the first Valentine's dance in 20 years. Simple setup here. There's some history with the town and Valentine's Day, but we're not sure what yet. Classic slash affair. TJ is someone's son. Now, I think I don't really understand. It's the mine owner's son? Yeah. I- think so yes. only yeah i think so because he's not the mayor i tend to presume there's always a chief and a mayor but i don't think there is a mayor in this is there i think it's the yeah the there's a mayor like yeah the there's mayor. a mayor because he's the one he's the guy okay. that's running around with mabel yeah. from the laundromat and that's not tj's father no i think okay. the sheriff is his dad in this oh no, no it's definitely not because they have this whole thing about his dad owns like the mine for sure. Yeah, because he's because the whole thing was like he gets special treatment. Because there is definitely one scene where he they run into either the mayor or the sheriff, and they said he's my son and he's back, so he's working in the mines. Oh, well, maybe yeah, it's the mayor. Right. It's definitely maybe it not the, the mayor. It's definitely you're not the right. chief. It's the mayor. Maybe it was the mayor then. Okay, so the mayor maybe, and that makes yeah. sense. Like the mayor owns a large part of what the industry is, and blah blah. blah. Uh, the police chief turns up, has a fucking cool pipe. Yeah, Let me he tell does. you what. All, so the mayor has the cigar that he just gums up yes. the entire, like you can see the half inch of just disgusting sweat or uh, spit oh, on yeah, this thing the gross. whole time. And that was like, you can tell <laughs> that the, the sheriff character came out of his trailer with like this cool ass pipe. And the mayor guy was like, I should smoke something too, but I don't actually smoke. And they're like, just chew on this. Uh, so <laughs> just put this in your mouth. I just looked it up on IMDb. It's unclear because were the mines in the original the Hanager mines as well, or were they just the mine like the Valentine mines from the town? Because the mayor is listed as Mayor Hanager, which is T.J. Hanager, and then as we'll find out in the remake, okay. Tom Hanager. It all yeah, tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I feel that they take that from yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so he might like be both the, the mayor and the owner of the mines. Yeah, and T.J.'s dad. Mm-hmm. why you have three characters when you can have one i mean to be fair that's yeah. good screenwriting just like compile it together don't make it too confusing which we might get to later in the remake but this is very it's mostly easy to follow here okay so someone left the mayor a heart-shaped box of chocolates but it's got a real heart inside it and a nice little limerick which i enjoy so this killer's going to be leaving these heart-shaped boxes which i just love in any of these slasher films just thinking about the reality of this guy in a gas mask Running around, arranging chocolates, and writing out little poems. Well, while he's waiting for people <laughs> to, like, have sex. And these are the reasons you can't be scared by these movies, Shannon. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I can be scared by all of it. Endearing. That's what it is. It, this is uh, No. Puppies are <laughs> endearing. Human hearts in a heart-shaped box, not endearing. Endearing. Particularly when the reaction to that is the sheriff or whatever the man's going... 
It can't be happening again. (laughs) (laughs) Not more hot chocolates. (laughs) Meanwhile, the bar's called The Cage, which I fucking love. And they're playing five finger fillet. With very fake hands. Yeah, very fake hands. Red Dead style. You just need to get in. So we just worked with our new friend, Heaven. She can actually do this. Did I tell you this story? She could do it alien style. It's terrifying. She can actually do the, yeah, five finger, that's what we call it, isn't it? Filet? That's what we call it? To the point where it's like, and it's horrible. It really upset me. How many times did she have to stab herself to get that good? Right? That's what I always wonder about things like that. It's like, how often did you practice and fail at this? Maybe she just woke up and did it. Just fucking did it. And she just found out, oh, I can, this is just something I can do. No. <laughs> you never know till you try. Don't try right, it at home, kids, please. Please don't try it at home if you're listening to this. Screwdriver's not the same, Shannon. <laughs> it's right here. And here's where we get a good old sayer. Um, doomsayer. Why do I never, doomsayer, thank you. Why do I never think of the word doom? <laughs> not my vocabulary every week. He's the barman telling the warning tale of the 14th. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> Mainly because he's like telling them exactly what's going to happen. Checked that box off. Yep. So I appreciated him because like, he told Mah. me exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago, a Valentine's dance was held at Valentine's Bluff. Who would have thought it? A tradition for over 100 years. Which I don't know. I mean, I guess it's Canada. Maybe they're around for 100 years. If you've got a town in America and they say that, it's like, I don't know. Everyone was there except for seven miners, five of which were still below, two supervisors who had left, excited to go to the party and left those five miners down there. They didn't check the methane gas levels. There was an explosion. I think it was for six weeks they dug and tried to save them. And then they found one man alive, Harry Warden. He had eaten the others. I think that's what it's trying to say. Because it's kind of jumbled. He then spent a year in the state hospital, is what it definitely says, which is kind of weird later because they think he's in a mental institution, but I guess a mental hospital. Really confusing. And then he came back a year after that (laughs) and killed the supervisor who, who you know, the ones the supervisor had left him down there, and then cut out their hearts and put them in candy boxes, and then warned Valentine's Bluff never to hold a Valentine's dance again. Ah. Now, it's pretty simple, but it is also like, oh, wow, there was a whole movie made before this right. movie. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking as I yeah. was watching that flashback. I was like, I feel this is a sequel. Yeah, it's a little convoluted having this movie before the movie, but whatever. And these kids don't give a shit. Oh, well, I mean, he it does say like he kills 22 people in that original like Valentine's Day massacre at the dance, right? Yeah. Like that's... An enormous amount of people. (laughs) That's more than I think any serial killer in the history of serial killers. (laughs) Like, that's just an exorbitant amount. uh, Yeah. Like, that's... Especially... And, like, he does it all with a pickaxe. Like, this is the one time where I would agree with the argument of the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Because somebody (laughs) had to have a gun. (laughs) All he's got is a pickaxe. It's Canada. (laughs) <laughs> that's true it's canada especially because you have like big animals that run around in canada and especially out in the mines you'd have wolves and moose well, and all kinds of stuff off. you'd think people would be gun toting like they, they don't really get into why they didn't capture him because there's still people alive from it and he just sort of wanders off into the snow 
and apparently left them a little note saying, don't, no more dancing on Valentine's yeah. Day, please. Yeah, it's like the, the footloose of horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> he hates parties. He hates dancing. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, the chief and the mayor are trying to ring up Eastfield, which is where Harry Warden is meant to be, to see, hey, who sent us this chocolate heart with my heart in it? <laughs> But they're like, they're not there or something. So they can't tell if Harry's still at Eastfield. It's very weird. Yeah, he w- it was like a weekend or something <laughs> when they called. <laughs> they're like, we're not open until Monday. It was Call really back weird. later. But no, Harry Warden's definitely back because he leaves a heart-shaped chocolate box for the mayor's wife. I think the mayor's wife. I don't know. There's, we're just seeing people now. No, it's just Mabel. She just ran the laundrette. Well, hang on. No, this one, isn't this one the head of the decorating society? Yeah, yeah, but she also runs the laundrette. Oh, is that the same one? Mabel's Laundrette. Mm-hmm. Oh, and her okay. name is Mabel. <laughs> Which so I love she that gets name. got yeah. by old Harry. Well, we can call him the minor. She gets got. Now, Shannon, <laughs> again, in the normal version that was released for decades that you see of this movie, you get the old, like, you know, and this is a real slasher trope now with the old washing machine or tumble dryers going. You hear something in it, you open it. And I like that he leads with smell. He can, like, smell something bad. And then you open it. And you see her for a split second. There's like this quick, there's none of like any of the rest of the scene. There's a quick second zooming in on her and that's it. In the uncut version, you see a close up and then it just like starts rolling again. And she's flapping around for fucking ages as he's freaking out. And it's amazing. I like the first person POV camera when he goes to kill her in the laundrette. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. How are you feeling, Shen? Disagree. I want to know what it was that really, like, what's the worst bit in this movie for you? Because I mean, well, the worst bit in this movie we haven't gotten to yet. And whenever okay. we get to it, I might start crying. Uh, <laughs> but this was like the beginning of, oh, uh, shit, I can't fucking handle this. Because <laughs> like <laughs> most of these movies, I'm kind of, whenever I feel like, luckily with this, there was a lot of like buildup to it like i knew she was gonna die you know like there's a lovely note beforehand that with a a rhyming limerick that's like i got one or whatever you're gonna die too. something i can't remember what it was but i was like great this bitch gonna die thanks for the warning i'm gonna cover my eyes now but normally i try to like peek through my fingers just a little bit you know uh so there's like some safety there but also i can kind of see what's happening in a protected sort of way and that's what i did to start this and that's whenever i was like fuck no (laughs) this is a full-on close your eyes and ears situation (laughs) This was the point at which we started the method of Shannon would cover her entire head and I would try to explain to her through her muffled ears what was actually happening in the scene so she didn't have to watch it. Yeah. So I honestly like, I don't even know how to get into it. I I can't even comprehend it. It's just so silly. I get it. I know that it looks ridiculous and fake and all the things. The thing is, is that whenever I close my eyes at night, literally, that image, I can see it now. It's like implanted on my brain. The, tu- the tumble dryer or something else So we haven't got the, to? The tumble dryer and just like all the other ones that I thought were grotesque. 
And I think, I don't know, it's like, maybe it's the the actress in me, but I have, whenever I see like these terrible, gruesome deaths, and there's a lot of like build up to it and all this, and because the implication is that she doesn't die right away, right? The implication is that like she's kind of killed instead like the whole like in the way that he killed her to start with and then like put in the dryer so like she might have been in theory still alive in that so then i have the thoughts of like oh god what would that feel like what would that woman be going through (laughs) like from a character research perspective and it's terrible i didn't even think about that she could still be alive it's just like it's just a gag you're just like oh (laughs) she did (laughs) yeah that's what i think about I think about like, oh, I wonder what that person's going through. <laughs> and then I'm scarred for life. This is they why I'm death. a fucked up individual. <laughs> this do... just freaks me out for all the times that when I was playing hide and go seek growing up when I would hide in the dryer. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh I'm glad goodness. I didn't would see you really? this. Oh, yeah. Oh, we wouldn't close the door all the way because that was the help. The safety scare was like, don't close the door. A, we didn't know if we could actually get out. From the inside. No, you if can't. If you close the door. We <laughs> didn't close me. the door. But then our other fear was like my mom would just come and start the dryer without oh, knowing fucking hell, that one of man. us was there. But she just walks in us- and just shuts it absentmindedly and just <laughs> sit up. Yeah. None of terrible. us ever got hurt or anything, but oh, no one ever terrifying. found you either. Especially because the door <laughs> acted as a great like battering ram. If somebody was coming up on you and you could hear him, you would just fling the door open and run. <laughs> What the hell was your childhood? This is insane. It was very rambunctious. This was pre-internet people. Not enough supervision. (laughs) No. There were five of us. (laughs) No Netflix to watch. You're just fucking kneecapping people. I do feel they've messed up here a little bit because they very quickly, like you've had that Shannon's favorite character, the barman doomsayer, telling us all about Harry in a very rushed fashion. And I'm like, eke it out throughout the movie because I would find these scenes scarier for like, I don't know who he is yet. Like, why the fuck is this guy here? What is he doing? And then gradually starting to understand this backstory. Instead, it's like, okay, it's Harry and he's running around doing this stuff. The only way is maybe they can do a twist at the end. And that's that's about it, you know? It does take away some of the suspense for me. Right. The only suspense that they're still clinging to is if he's in the mental institution still. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think, so, that, yeah. Which, which they I don't even build if, very successfully because it's just so dumb that they keep trying to find this information out and no one will tell them. But even if he is still there, you still have a killer on the loose. Yeah. So and, it doesn't really matter if it's him per se or not. Well, but you either I have him or a copycat. I think the whole reason for the doomsayer or whatever is because of the twist right so we have to make everyone think that it's harry and all of that so he's just setting that up of like oh harry's back harry's back harry's back harry's back yeah 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 because i think if you didn't have that information the like twist wouldn't be as good Sure, but I also think that's what I mean. It's like because they give it to you so quickly, then your brain's either just not engaged or you're thinking too much because then you're like, oh, I got this information so quickly, there has to be a twist. Whereas if you eked it out, then you'll be like, oh, I just figured it out. And oh, you then pulled the rug out from under me, you know? Um, however, best bit in the movie, guys, Canadian tuxedo harmonica duet. That, literally <laughs> oh, my favorite part. Yeah. Literally my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah. everyone's loving this moose head beard there's a lot of sponsorship here going yeah on. oh yeah so yeah tj and blondie are chatting about sarah turns out tj left and didn't tell anyone when he'd be back what a dick so just like the fog all right? over again yep just like i was gonna say we did this before didn't we just like dudes apparently in the 80s just disappeared 
well, no girls reason. too. Yeah, girls just yeah. leave. Well, oh, but sorry, yeah, yeah, this yeah. was the eighties. I mean, granted, there's phones and all that sort of stuff. There's plenty of communication techniques, but in the fog in two thousand eight, it's like, bitch, you couldn't text. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, February Friday the thirteenth, Eastfield says we got no record of Harry Warden. He must have been transferred, released, or dead. Bye bye. <laughs> Like, no, this is not He's how the real dead world works. For 10 years. But they have no idea. They don't even know. Like, they're no. like, oh, we don't. Yeah. We don't. Well, and like, like the records lady time. really is so perturbed by the fact that they're even asking. Yeah, <laughs> she it's was a so police, annoyed. It's a police chief and a mayor right. who've got a lot, who've got a fucking, a real human's heart yeah. <laughs> delivered to them yeah. from a place where there was a mass murder of 22 people. Yeah. You fucking just go downstairs and check. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Right. But yet she's like, oh, God, why are these people calling me? <laughs> why do they need these records for this? Ma- oh, my God. My job is the worst. It's ridiculous. But yeah. Oh, sorry. This is the bit then when, yeah, when he finds it because the chief and his pipe go to check in on Mabel, finds her in the drive. Yeah. yeah. Which I just found my note that's uh, all I have written in big capital letters with lots of exclamation points is I did not need to see that. So. <laughs> Thanks, well, think you, you did. actually didn't see it, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of this was that this killer used the word thrice, which does not <laughs> at all seem like something this guy would use. I just I <laughs> love true. thinking of this guy like in the mine somewhere with a little headlight on yeah. and he's just writing out these little limericks and he's like, What rhymes with twice that also means three? <laughs> I don't is thrice too much? Is that too Shakespeare? No, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. He'll like it. <laughs> I also uh, love this. This is where, like, the mayor and the chief have a debate of, like, should we cancel yeah. the dance? Do you think we should do yeah. that? Should we cancel the dance? Yeah. As they're, like, lighting the each other's dance. smoking apparatuses. Right. <laughs> it's like. Ridiculous. Like, why do you care if there's a panic? Cancel the fucking dance. Their people should be fucking panicked. Yes. Which, to be fair, the man then does decide. At least it's not one of those ones where they're like, should we do it? Nah, like, we got to just keep going, guys, because yeah. party must go on. This dance is important. We decorated everything. <laughs> we got to go for it. So then TJ basically kidnaps Sarah for a romantic walk by the sea cliffs. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yes, you do. Okay. Okay. And then, he, and then he has this great talk. But this is his apology. He says, I wanted to write and call but I couldn't. <laughs> I know. This is why I wrote down like, and this is why this man never acted again. <laughs> <laughs> like I fell on my ass and made so many mistakes, but I learned something and that's it. Like he doesn't even yeah, say what he learned. It. He doesn't even say why he couldn't write and call. <laughs> like there's nothing. It's, it's honestly this guy and that fucking girl from the fog should get together because they're just both 100%. nightmares. Yeah. They I've decided that this woman, the Sarah character with between her hair and her acting and her body frame she is like a living embodiment of a willow tree she just <laughs> like people throw her around and she's just like limp and she's yep. constantly like tr- throwing her hair everywhere and it's just i was like she's like a little tree in the wind and she does nothing she's just like this limp little like oh wow yeah wow, thing. yeah my impression of her throughout this entire movie is just uh, yeah uh, she does a lot of that. I mean, I, I do. I do want to say though, like you're both you're both correct. But <laughs> watch a lot of slasher films. It's not the worst. Like that everyone's acting. I didn't in this say is she like, was the worst. You I can said watch she's a willow them, tree. 
they you know it's fine like you can get it's not like oh my god just tearing your hair out which you can do with a lot of actors and slasher films she wears a great white sweater dress later Mm -hmm. on that i was really Mm -hmm. admirable of so she's fine and she gets important to note she gets kissy kissy with tj yes yeah yeah Then she walks around in streets talking to herself. How am I going to tell Axel? Yeah. yeah, What am I going to do? The barman somehow knows everything that's going on and how Mabel died. So he's like doing more warnings. And then TJ proposes, hey, let's have a party at my dad's mine. So that's what they're going to do. While the barman's like, you're all going to die. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not. You're fine. (laughs) Party. Uh, some I don't even remember well, this bit. Well, we also have my favorite part where the barman calls them all assholes. Favorite, oh, yeah. favorite point in the whole movie. I, I mean, like, yes. they, they kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay in the bar. Like, you have a bar. <laughs> have a party there. Are we not even going to discuss the, like, fourth Marx Brothers guy who has to keep snorting coke through his nose and is, like, oh, the most Jesus. obnoxious yeah, character so in this whole ensemble. But that's how you know we're in the era of Porky's. Like, oh you always had God. a character like this in yeah. these movies. It was like we had to have... Because at first I thought it was going to be Hollis, the big guy. And I was like, oh, big guy, he's going to be the funny one. And he's not. He's actually... He's one of my favorite ca- characters. He's got the hottest girlfriend out of everybody. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know how the fuck that happened. <laughs> Maybe because he's the only one who's not a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. And she's plus, um, is again, small town. She slept with all the hot guys already. She's already settled a mustache yeah. man. So she's she's the sloop. Uh, some crazy laughing dude gets got. I don't remember who that is. That's what my note says. Who the fuck dies here? Someone who's crazy and laughing. It's the barman. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. the barman. Because he, he's going he to set a- up the mine prank. Yeah. You know, this is like, a. it's supposed to be a fake prank. And now, uh-oh. He's making his fake Harry, and uh, turns out real Harry is there to. Oh, there you go. Pickaxe. I, I, I have real troubles with faces in this film. <laughs> if they weren't in their designated locations, I've struggled <laughs> to yeah, understand they, who well, they there were. There were just so many characters. There's a lot. Um, I do like Harry's design. Like it's simple, practical, and cool. Like normally in a slasher film, they're in some ridiculous getup that makes no sense. It's like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. This is what he would be wearing, and it is imposing. It's terrifying. So this one, we get the pickup axe through the chin. Now, I wrote down again. I have all these notes of my original viewing when it was the tame version. You know, these kills are okay in concept, but they're not shooting it to the best of its ability. And then you watch the proper version like, oh, boy, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Gets a good skewered. It's pretty crazy. Every time Shannon was like, can I look? I was like, do not look yet. Do not look yet. Because <laughs> I was like... This guy's jaw is about to come off. <laughs> I think what I have discovered in this process that I what I don't like are the like slow kills, the like quick pickaxe and things like that. I'm okay. Or like the quick skewering. I'm more okay with that because it happens quickly, right? The like, you know, so this one wasn't too terrible for me. This is This was more like a more gory version of what I expected, if that makes sense. Okay. Noted. So the kids are all bringing their food and drinks. So when they say a party at the mine, they don't mean down in the mines. They just mean this sort of building yeah. by the mine, which, which confused me. Which I was me. confused by. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it was like the the corporate area. So I guess. basically like the office. Which I just top. don't, again, I just don't get the, I, like, <clears throat> what is the difference between partying in that building and partying at a bar? Where well, there's only one sheriff in this whole fucking town, and he obviously has no control over these children. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's well, only I three guess, places they could be. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I guess, to be fair, you wouldn't want to party 
with the doomsayer, right? Because he's clearly the bartender and the guy at the bar. He doesn't like he seems like a wet blanket. He would not be invited to my party. You know, you just said he's your favorite character. Uh, he is because he calls them assholes, and he told me exactly <laughs> what to be scared of. But does he make Shanna for a good party guest? Let's no. be clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like he's going to dance or like have sex with anyone. So pfft. that's true. No, that's true. So why bother inviting him? Exactly. <laughs> if you're exactly. not going to be a sex pest, why bother coming? I mean, I would totally go to his <laughs> bar and just like chill and sip whiskey with him while he told me foreboding things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Explain to you how you're going to die. Tell me how I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. Please don't say pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> so now the chief gets another heart-shaped box of chocolates, but this time it's actual chocolates from Mabel, who's now dead. Aww. It's kind of sad. Like, it really it is, is sad. I, like, mm. I kind of like that touch. But yeah, I was like, there are just too many fucking characters. And the only ones I really know are Sarah, TJ, and Blondie, and then Chief and Mayor. I, I need more kids that I care about. Like, in a Friday 13th movie by this point, we'd have other kids that we care about because you'd be concentrating on maybe just eight kids or something like that maybe 10 but you would get to know them from like different cartoonish traits you know in this in a way the writing's almost too good because they're almost normal people but there's just too many so i can't differentiate properly yeah well, they're gonna knock care. it down to like five of them soon yeah That's it true. makes it difficult to like oh who do i care about yeah it, i just wanted yeah. jokester boy to die very quickly yeah that's all i cared about and he did not so no so he at this party one guy goes back because he's hungry and finds a boiling pot of sausage water. And I wrote this down because, again, I'm watching this tame version. So this is how it looks when you're tame. It's like they push his face into boiling sausage water, but they cheat. They show us behind him and there's absolutely no one there. And then they cut and his face is just being pushed in and then they cut away. However, when you watch the proper version of it, oh boy, this goes on a while. And I like that they put the camera underwater with and it got floating sausages. <laughs> like in I'm really glad Katie told me not to look. It's so good. It's no. so good. No, but it's, it's also, I've got to say, like, uh, this was a very sensory kill for me. And I was like, I know exactly what that water smells like, especially because they're not emptying it out. As you'll see later, they're just adding more water into this oh, yeah. concentrated hot dog water. And I was like, that has got to be one of the worst ways to die that I can think of. Like, and besides dying in like a urinal or something. Uh, yeah. Like, just the smell of nasty ass boiling hot dog water. And that's what you taste and is in your nose and in your throat. All of, That's all I could think about when that was happening. was like and how your eyeballs this? are going to feel in that boiling Ugh. water. Ugh. 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 guys we don't kill. need to get like so sensory about this like can we kill shannon we, it's gross it's real gross Ugh. if it would have been anything else boiling in there i'd have been like oh that's just a good kill this one i was like oh god it's yeah. hot dogs that's nasty <laughs> outside the police station the chief finds dogs eating a bleeding box of chocolates and the note says you didn't stop the party to which the chief just shouts into the night what Damn party! (laughs) 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 These are also very feral dogs. Like whoever the animal tamer wrangler was, was getting very loose. You could see it in the actor's face where he goes, get out of here. And then that one dog snarling like jumps at him and you could see actual fear in his face where he's like, holy (laughs) shit. Yeah. He's like, I don't Uh, think those were trained dogs. I feel like those were just dogs. Yeah, well, there probably. was an animal wrangler in the credits. 
Okay. So I don't I know. I mean, animal wrangler that just that's bought his household dogs. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone on because they like, just had like dogs. wild yeah. dogs who were killing people, so they had to ring up or animal wrangler. So can you fucking wrangle these dogs? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so TJ and Blondie finally testosterone gets the better of them, and they have a fight. And our friend Mustache Boy, what's he called? Hollis. There you go. He breaks it up, and then Blondie goes for a walk. Go he walk breaks it up off. with by himself. By yeah. the way. He yeah. is a big dude. He is a, he big, is a big dude, dude. with a great mustache. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. it's really good. He wears good dapper and hats. This skew is bringing us guy. to like one of the moments that I thought was utterly hilarious where Axel Blondie leaves because he's been jilted by the woman and there's just the shot of him by the side of the building with the fake tears streaming oh, yeah. on his face. <laughs> it's so good. It's oh, so good. It was so good. It was like, fuck this. Give, give this man the Oscar right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, every time I watch this film, I get this idea that it's fucking freezing and no one's really yeah. wearing layers. Yeah. So I always watch I this film and I just worry about pneumonia. <laughs> I completely agree. I was like, where are they where they're not wearing coats? It looks yeah. cold out. <laughs> it looks really cold. Yeah. Well, it's um, like February in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what it's freezing. supposed to be. Yeah. But I was like, where right. are your jackets, people? <laughs> it's got to be freezing. If Harry doesn't get you pneumonia, Will. Exactly. Sarah tells TJ she just doesn't care anymore. Needs to be left alone, which I do appreciate. She's like, oh, you don't care anymore, but you fucking boys. After looking they're kind of excited dickheads. originally, they're both fighting over. <laughs> so now we cut. Finally, we're in some of the party stuff, like a couple of making out in the changing rooms for the mines. Cool, creepy suits hanging everywhere. I like this. This is a proper horror scene setup and probably, in my opinion, the best horror scene setup of the film. It's It's got a great situation location. And my problem with a lot of this movie is they have a lot of nice ideas, fairly decent pacing, but the directing is fine, but it's just not like doing enough. But when you get to the kills, they're great. Like they do some good practical effects for that stuff. But the actual build up and suspense, he doesn't really know how to build the suspense properly. And this is the scene where I feel they get the closest with that because they introduce the pulling a rope and it falling and then they leave it alone for quite a while. Why do they put them up there? Does anybody know? I don't know. Nobody knows. Just how it's always been done. I think maybe because it, uh, it looked like it was their locker room. So I bet it's just a space thing. Oh, yeah. I see. But yeah, I wonder because I, I kept wondering if and that was because, just particular to miners. Well, and I think too, like the company will clean those. So it might be like both Hose a space thing and like a dry cleaning thing. Interesting. Right? Another question I have is I've never understood the interrupting of sex for to go get beers. I know. Yeah. They're about to get down to it. She's like, you know like, what I need right now? I know. <laughs> Other than To be a little bit more buzzed yeah. to have sex with you. I don't. Yeah, exactly. That's what now, that on, tells me every God, time. And I mean it sincerely. If I was a single guy and dating girls and you go and like meet someone and then you're like making out and it looks like you're literally about to have sex and they're like, I need another drink. No, but I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's just like he, really he, insulting. He pulls a condom out because she's like, you know what we could use right now? And he pulls the condom out. He's like, and oh, she, I got it. Don't she, worry. And she's like, no, 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 no. I meant beers. I'm trying to trick you into getting pregnant. Go get another beer. Right. Forget the condom. <laughs> but also any guy that leaves you alone in that creepy area to go get beers or anything. Uh-uh. You ain't getting well, she any. She told him to. 
She no, literally she said, told- I'll come with you. And he's like, no, I want you to stay right here, right? Because uh, right. he knows that if they go back together, she might get distracted and then the sex might not happen. That's true. Right? That's true. I mean, it's fair. He, mm-hmm. She insulted him by saying, I can only fuck you if you have one more beer. So it's in his right <laughs> to be like, well, then you don't fucking move because you're not changing your mind. I'm going to get you to stand here. <laughs> Just saying. I would have been like, excuse me, I am coming with you, sir. There will be no sex, sir. <laughs> unless, uh, unless you are protecting and this me. This is why it's lucky Shannon's not single. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So the girls find a... It's a fucking boiled heart with the sausages yeah <laughs> but they think it's a joke now how much but again like just let someone go in there and be absent-mindedly have a conversation while they eat sausages out of it or something and then someone finds the heart like add the extra layer of like oh my god so someone's got it in their mouth you know yeah because all they do is put they see a girl put one in a hot dog yeah. bun but they don't show her no, eating it no so I was like, yeah, that would have been great even to do that like nasty sensory up close or hearing her chewing or something mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, God, yep. oh, God, don't eat yep. that. Exactly. Um, and then we see when the dude comes in to get that beer that the body's in the beer fridge, but no one's notices yet. And, and then the dude just goes, going to go hang out with my buddies and have a chat. <laughs> yep. Even though I have a girl right. waiting yep. for me to have I'm surprised sex. he doesn't just crack open the beer and start drinking it and <laughs> just forget all about it. Yeah, so she's waiting, starting to get spooked, uh, and then the showers turn on, uh, and then the suits start popping down. Uh, and again, I've written down again, great idea, but no real sense of pacing with this scene. Like, it just sort of happens. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just screaming. Throughout this whole scene, all that Shannon is saying is, I hate Al so literally much. Literally, the only <laughs> notes that I have so written much. down yes. are, I hate Al, and I literally feel like I'm going to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? She what just kept is... looking at me like it was my my fault. She just looked at me. She's like, I hate Al so much. And I was like, okay. No, what is I bad hate here? I don't get it. Um, I'm sorry. What is bad here? There's a woman that is about to be impaled over a spigot so that the water comes out of her fucking mouth. What is bad here? Everything. Everything. (laughs) When are you ever going to be in that situation where you're like, you're just waiting for some dude to bring you a beer in a fucking miner's costume party? (laughs) I don't know, but I could feel that woman's feelings and they were terrifying. (laughs) I am an empathetic person. I mean, again... The the cut version has been out for decades. A body pops down. She turns and screams. Harry's there. Or whoever it is, but we're just going to keep calling him Harry for now. He grabs her. She screams really good. She does some good old screaming. And then he takes her over to the showers and goes to impale her. And it just cuts away. You don't see any oh, of it. I oh. would love the no, edited it's version. Gruesome. <laughs> it sucked so bad. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was really angry. I will say it was a little confusing, even in the uncut version. From I was like, what? I didn't understand the effect of what he was going for until the boyfriend comes yeah, back later. Yeah, and the water's come through her because, mouth. Because, like, all it just looked like was, like, there was a metal pipe or something that was sticking out of the wall. Because you could hear water running, but there wasn't actually water coming out of the one that she gets impaled right, on. Right, right, right. It only starts coming out Yeah, later. I think he turns it on later. <laughs> yeah. He's just setting it up. So... It was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. 
much better in the proper version. I think this is one of the only scenes that still actually technically has a few seconds missing. They had some print issues or something. But yeah, the beer guy dude comes back, finds a hanging blood, pouring from a mouth. Again, in the cut version, it's this weird like angle where you don't see anything and you're like, I don't even know what he's looking at. And it's so confusing. So it was very nice to see it properly. It was also kind of funny because when they when the boys first come into where the girls are decorating at the very beginning of the movie after they're done working, this her boyfriend, who's very tall and she's really short, he lifts her up by her neck to give her a kiss. And so when the guy picks her up like that, I was like, this poor girl, she's probably like, stop picking me up. I'm so tired of this. You go and, and for her to me. die like that. I was like, that's a little sad. It's a great kill. Was that the sad. bit? Was that the bit, Shannon? Yeah, that was the bit. It's fucking that was, great. That was, no. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. so good. Disagree. Listen, I understand in terms of like horror movie things why this is a good kill. But in terms of like trying to like live a good life <laughs> and be a normal, <laughs> untraumatized, per- or at least just mildly traumatized person, this did not help. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatized. Like the best this- acting in this whole thing is whenever the boyfriend at one point like much later in the movie they goes to the sheriff and he's like shaking and got cold sweats and clearly very, very traumatized by it. I was like, Yeah, that is accurate. That is how I feel right now. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Yeah, that from you this can- point on the boyfriend is shut yeah. down. Yeah. I love that you can yeah feel that, that thing I feel from these things? films yeah. yeah i feel nothing from these films whatsoever other than i want to clap when i see this scene so the chief here gets a call from eastfield and they do that thing that they do in movies where someone rings you up with incredibly important information that they know and says you're gonna want to come back to the to the office uh, like can you just fucking tell me over the phone right or over the walkie or whatever nope yeah because it's it's exactly two sentences worth yeah. of information yeah that could easily be said over exactly. the phone but all we really wanted to see was his suburban flip another bitch and him to turn on his sirens. Because we needed to see that that giant ass suburban one more oh, time. Oh, it is big. It's Meanwhile, huge. a whole bunch of the kids decide, let's go down to the mine. That's a good idea, including Stupid. Sarah. Hollis's girlfriend. Stupid. So dumb. Yeah, it'd be so fun. Stupid. Come on, Hollis. Come on, take us down there. I do Stupid. like this thing, though, if they're like, because they have this line of like, women are never allowed down. So I get it from a female perspective at that point. It's like, I want to go down fucking mines and see what happens down there. So, I mean, I don't know. Nope. I could see it happening. Listen, I could see if I was hanging out with a bunch of miners and I was a little drunk and they were willing to do something. And they were like, oh, it's just like a little train ride and you get in it and you go down and then we come back up. I would be like, yeah, let's go. I want to do that. I and would. no one knows anybody's dead yet, to be fair. That's true. I mean, I guess if I think about it in those terms, I would probably be like, because I'm very much so like, you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Especially if right. somebody told me women Would weren't you? allowed down there. Fuck be like, you. Let's, let's go do, do it, it now. I'm a rosy riveter this mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know reverse psychology. I'd doesn't be like, work. I'm going to take some selfies with some pickaxes. We're going to be all adorable. That's going to be great. Whenever we're acting, whenever we're going to work with you again, Shannon, you're acting, then you don't want to do something. I'm just going to use some of that good old. <laughs> You're not allowed psychology. To, yeah, you're not you allowed know, to jump out that window, Shannon. <laughs> only boys can do that. Ooh. <laughs> Women just couldn't jump out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned around with a smash in the Shannon-shaped hole. Ray, <laughs> Shannon's dead. <laughs> oh, well, like all right a, then. 
bird into his double well, pane glass. Down yeah. to the mine, like one one of the girls, like, where does that go? And he goes, oh, that leads to an abandoned part. We don't go down there, and then they just go down there. Right. <laughs> There were so many things where I was like checking off my list and I was like, does this count as going into going further to yes. into danger rather than to say, well, but the same thing was they don't know that they're in danger yet or that they're going into it. I mean, they do eventually with all the information choose to go further into danger rather than out to safety. But I guess so. But when you know. Also, the abandoned section looks exactly like the other path. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's take. abandoned because that's where it caved in. Yeah, originally. Like right. So yeah. Two of them, though, decide. Presumably, but they don't explain that. Yeah. Two of them decide, you know what gets me hot? Dirty old minds. Let's go have yeah. some sexy time. And she's a virgin, this girl. Is she really? Yeah. yeah. She's the one that they sing about at the beginning. She's like a, a waitress at that bar. Yeah. Is this why the, the dude's like will be 10 minutes? That she's a virgin at her. Yeah. And she's meant to find that endearing. Right. I was insulted by so many things. A, the implication that it was just going to be 10 minutes. Like, dude. And uh, also the sex in a dirty, dirty mind. Yeah. No, I mean, something I always have a problem with horror films. Like the places people want to have sex. And we're going to have that in the remake as well. But the places people want to have sex with is like, what are you doing? (laughs) Fucking crazy. Gross. Think Think better of yourself. God. Yeah. Demand more. You are worth it. Some of them are. Yeah, maybe not her. They find Dave and Sylvia. Who are these people? Why am I saying these words? I forgot. So that's whenever they find Dave, the guy in the fridge, right? Because he wasn't, he just got the peak of him, but he wasn't like fully discovered. And then the girlfriend. And And then then, the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That guy walks on her and then screams. Yeah, of course. Of course. So they realize it's it's what they think is Harry Warden and they start running. Phone lines are down. It's all kicking off properly. TJ and Blondie, they got to work together now. Gotta put aside your differences, guys. Work as a team. They're like, oh my God, the girl that we both love's down in a mine. I like this. I do like this kind of like, you know what? When shit kicks off, we just got to get together. And I was upset we stuff. didn't get to see the montage of them pulling in, pulling on these incredible jumpsuits though. <laughs> yeah. Because that would have had to take time. Like you would have to take your shoes off, put the jumpsuits on, put your shoes back on, like all the things. It would have taken like all a solid things. 15 minutes for <laughs> them to get their asses to that, together. Just some, like no music. <laughs> just. Yeah. We have one of my favorite shots in the movie. Where then we get Harry smashing out the lights in the mine one by one, which I really love because this guy does not fuck around. Like I have to say, a lot of slasher villains, they tease, they flirt with their prey. Harry does not. Harry's like, I'm fucking coming for you. And that's it. TJ gets to the group in the mine and warns them. Uh, so they decide to split up. <laughs> for literally How, no did reason. Did we figure out, because both Shannon and I were confused, they go down in the elevator together, but then when the door opens at the bottom, only TJ is in the elevator. And I don't understand how they got separated, him and Axel got separated to begin with. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, also, there seem to be, I'm confused, there are multiple ways up and down to this mine, which I don't really understand. Right. So it's possible that this was a second elevator. I don't know. They don't explain the geography very well. And they rely upon that a lot, for yeah. sure. I needed like a blueprint or something. Yes. It's always good. Any film you go into. They split up to get the couple who snuck off a sexy, sexy time. But Mustache Man finds them impaled with a drill thing. In the normal release, we did not get to see this. Oh, really? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. He literally just turns up and they're just impaled. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's weird. But you got to see a pretty cool kill in the proper version. 
No? No. No. It's just you we just didn't see, get the to see them killed. Yeah, you, you don't just, get to see it either? It's the exact no. same thing. You just see no, the impaled. No, he walks in and they're impaled. Yeah. My brain invented a scene there, which yeah. I did not write down. But my brain, I think, then filled it in for that second view. Yeah. Well, because I was like, oh, that's I appreciate weird. this. We're just going to skip to the ending. Thanks. Oh, that's <laughs> stupid. That looks like a fun. Why would you do that? I don't know. No, it's but he did use a different method of kill. He used the like squ- swirly yeah. bit. Yeah, because he not- likes to use the pickaxe just constantly yeah. yeah he does you would have thought he would have like skewered them that way uh, but then yeah mustache boy gets nail gunned in the head this is pretty gruesome yeah it was pretty yeah, nasty. i did not watch <laughs> i mean it doesn't look because it, it's obviously they don't go too crazy with it you don't see it like go into his eye or anything nasty but it's i mean the idea of that's pretty gross so the miner turns up howard runs from the girl sarah does some good face slapping uh. Yes, I did love this moment. I was like, "Fine, this is the smartest thing anyone has done. Slap that hoe." <laughs> yep, gets this girl going because she's just like, "No, I can't leave him. He's dead." <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 do. her. I did in this scene because I I get the whole idea in a horror movie where you're like, "No, you have to save yourself." But I was like, she didn't know anything bad was happening, and then she found out that other people were dead. She's already heightened. And then she finds out the only guy that she likes in this whole fucking godforsaken town, <laughs> he just like stumbles in with nails in his face and dies at her feet. And I was like, that is traumatic. That is really hard. And all I could think of was like, you do it like that happening to you, Al. And then I would I would need a second. Like I would just need a second to be like, okay, I can leave you and I'll come back for you later. You know, sure. blah blah blah. But, if but you- yeah, you would need a second, but you wouldn't need twenty minutes <laughs> of like we're running forward, we're trying to get away right. from this. Oh no, maybe I should go back. No, no I wouldn't be no. like that. But I would need a little bit. I would need the beat that she takes in this. And scene. just to be fair, if Shannon was the rest blondie, of her actions are unacceptable. <laughs> she would she would leave you. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, like, Shannon was coming? immediately no? like, All "No, right, I'd yeah. be gone." <laughs> I was like, "What if it was James?" And she's like, "He's dead." So I gotta go. <laughs> Al yeah. is dead, yeah. Katie. Just yeah. let's go, shall we? Basically. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, you can't, like, you know, Katie had like a whole process of like, what uh, What about like Barry and like all of the things. And I was like, you can come back and get the body. You can come <laughs> back and do that. Get your get your ass out of the mine. We'll deal with it later. Like I was like, if, this were, if it were James and I was just sticking around his body to mourn <laughs> and wait to be killed, like f- from beyond the grave, he'd be screaming at me, bitch, get out the get out the mine. Get out the mine, bitch. I'm dead. There's nothing you can do for me now. <laughs> oh, boy. That sounds like a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, yeah, so like, uh, was it TJ and Blondie both turn up. Harry or the miner has smashed the control panel. The only way out is up the ladders, apparently. Which would be a long yeah. fucking walk. Yeah. Because it's 2,000 feet down. They say that in the beginning. Yeah. It's crazy. So Sarah's yeah. like uh, below the upset girl. Why would you put her yeah. in the middle? No, I literally trying yeah. to like, the push fuck her up. Why would you put her in the middle of the flat? She's like the almost got a head on her butt to push her yeah. up this ladder. Yeah. And then we get again in the cut version, a ridiculously confusing scene where a body is dropped and hung and then its neck rips. And then just falls to the ground. And in the cut version, you don't see it rip. So it's just so confusing. You just see something fall and then it hits the ground later. And it's just like, what even happened? But it's pretty fucking brutal in the proper version. Uh huh. Yeah, this was the point of the movie where I turned to Katie and I went, I just want them all to die so this movie will be over. 
<laughs> but I love they see that and then they're like, all right, let's climb back down the ladder. <laughs> I know. I didn't yeah. understand that at all. I was, the only way that I would have climbed back down is if I would have looked up and seen Harry up there. Yeah. Because otherwise you could just think that that body had already been hanging there and it just happened to fall at that time. Sure. I but didn't I think, understand yeah, them I retreating. I think they're implying that he threw it from up there. And let's not even get into, once we get to what's happening here, let's not even get to how Harry gets around so fast. Because this is proper slasher bullshit. Oh, he's just teleporting up, down, 100%. all around the mine, like in the bar, up, like all over the place. So they head to the rail cars and then off screen, Axel falls into the water. <laughs> Very weird, right? <laughs> we see a light under the water and bubbles. And then TJ, of course, goes, it's too late for Axel. <laughs> Let's just go, right? ladies. He says, it's 60 feet down. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening in this mine? I really don't yeah. understand yeah. mines, I guess. I mean, to be fair, I guess my father learned how to scuba dive in an old mine in Missouri. Like oh, they really? do have big, deep holes. Well, yeah, with you're water drilling them. really deep. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I was like, "Who works down in these things? It's very right? fraught with danger." Well, this is why clean coal doesn't isn't real. This That's is true. why we should get rid of the mines, oh, guys. Boy. Oh, geez. no politics. <laughs> <laughs> so they run off. Like, look, look, come on. Like, immediately we know something's wrong, right? Because we didn't see this guy. This is a Lee character, and what he falls off a fucking bridge off camera. Right. Yeah, and then no. also their reactions are pretty like meh. meh. Well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, it's Blondie. Completely bewilderingly, TJ goes a different way from the girls. No idea why. And then well, his- in my head, he was sending, he was like using them as decoys so that he could attack the aggressor. Oh, is that it? That's, is that really? That's what I thought was happening. He I is could a be giving him dick, and I love too him. much credit. <laughs> but he's like, this crying one is perfect. She's like a wounded deer. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> send her that way. But then his way gets caved in, so the girls are on their own, and then the miner appears. And Brunette gets got. So, Sarah, a final girl, of course. Above ground, the cops finally show up. It's a very small town. I don't know what the fuck took them so long. TJ then just reemerges, uh, <laughs> hugs Sarah, and then guides her down a tunnel, which I feel that we've been down before. They're definitely reusing some of these tunnels. Oh, yeah. Can 100%. we also talk about how she sees her friend get murdered by this guy and she runs away from Harry around a corner and then just stops and starts to hug herself and yes, cry. That's true. Why are you not still running? Well, Why just, are we pausing? You know. No. Fear. I don't know. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. It did have some cool, like, uh, I appreciated these, like, crazy insert, like, close-up shots of her just being, like, so distraught. Willow Tree. Because it reminds me Willow of, like, tree. old French films <laughs> <laughs> where they would do that shit all the time where it's just, like, a close-up in black and white of a woman crying. <laughs> <laughs> TJ gets the minecarts working, but, of course, the miner climbs on board as well. Um, we get a proper moving sort of three miles an hour. Yeah, we get like <laughs> right. yeah, we got like a weird, an actual sort of set piece in this film because uh, the police and co are running down the shaft towards them as this Minecraft car is moving up. I want to say Minecraft every time. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, the adrenaline should be pumping here, but the music's not doing much, and the fight—I mean, it's fine. I'm kind of impressed this is here to begin with, but it's just not what it could be. Like this should be a fucking tense, awesome, 
Indiana Jones style, but with pickaxes going into people. Although TJ's got a spade. <laughs> yeah, it's just shovel versus pickaxe at this yeah. point. Then they all just leap off the train again. <laughs> and then the chief stops. I love this bit. The chief's like running down and the train like most by him. <laughs> and he touches it. Everyone's running down. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like a tiny it. bit of blood oh. on the train. And he looks so oh shocked. God. And then he just goes, my God. <laughs> yeah. We decided that it was dust, and he was like, yeah. it is so dirty down here. It is. It is disgusting <laughs> down here. So they need insane. to, like, really dust. Why is he stopping? When is a director and when is an actor, do neither of you point out, hang on, he's found dead bodies, Yeah, his He's girlfriend. literally received boxes of chocolates with real hearts in them. <laughs> right. Maybe he'd be past yeah. the my God moment for finding a drop of blood on a moving cart. <laughs> yeah. Because as we've seen, the mines are very dangerous all by themselves. I feel like even finding blood on that cart on a day-to-day basis is not that weird. Like someone's like, oh, I nicked my finger. Oh, so-and-so got stabbed by something. Like, yeah. Like he knows he's in a rush. It's the fact that not even his reaction, he stops. Everyone else, like you'd be in a rush. Like, no, I want to be the first one. No, it's like he just stops. Sarah at least does something here. She clobbers the miner with a rock. Um, and then she pulls off Harry's mask and it's Blondie. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It wasn't Harry all along. It was a Norwegian model. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we get a flashback that is about a fucking half a second long. We just suddenly get a, oh, yeah. by the way, Harry also killed this dude's father. <laughs> yeah. And then, in front of him. And then we're done. Him. Yeah, in front of him. And then that's it. We're out. It's like, it's just so quick. There's no monologue. There's no proper scene. It's just, and you're out. Uh, And then the mine starts to come down and the police show up. And it turns out when the police turn up, it's like, yeah, we just found out Harry Warden died five years ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Was it ten? ten He's been dead for ten years. Well, ten years ago was when the thing happened. So I think it's been five. No, 20 years ago is when the thing happened. 20 years ago is when the thing happened. Whatever. Anyway, he dead. Uh. They uncover the rock pile enough to see Axel run off, <laughs> wounded. Well, not before Willow, what's her face, Sarah, ha- like insists because you hear the police say he's alive, and so then she just turns Sarah around, insists on going back. I need to see him. I need Why? to see him. Why, bitch? He tried to kill you. You should be you running the other way, him. or there should be like. Scared it's very because important he's still to alive. have closure in these situations. Yeah. Him saying, like the police saying he's alive should not be an invitation to go back. It should be an invitation to run faster out of the fucking mine. And But instead she goes back and to hold his hand, right? And then you get the shot of him sawing off his own fucking arm. Which again, so he can not, just none of this down the mine. is in the cover version. He's just running off with his, like, cut-off arm. It's really confusing. I was like, what happened? Yeah, well, but at least in that moment, I was like, bitch, you deserve this, like, severed arm for going back for this man. What are you thinking? So you're saying in the uncut version, he doesn't cut his arm off? I mean, look, if someone's screaming at me going, no, I've watched this film a hundred times. Uh, oh, it's supposed to be a joke. Very oh, good, on. sorry. Yeah, no, but I just want to correct myself God. because, like, I've had a foggy memory on a couple of things here because I watched all these, like, back-to-back but I swear to God that you don't see any of that. Was, I remember I was very like confused in the original cut version of this at this point because you just suddenly see him running off without an arm. And I was like, what? 
Yeah. Right. And, right. and doing, and all of a sudden he's got the crazy person laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's cackling, <laughs> saying, Harry eerie. will be back. Yeah. And then I'll asking Sarah, he be my bloody Valentine. And that's it. And credits just roll to him cackling as an incredible song that I texted you guys. And I said, when you get to the end song it's of the so original good. My Bloody Valentine, think of Tenacious D. <laughs> Does he do a cover oh, of it? Yeah. It's exactly, no, but it sounds exactly it like Tenacious D. It is a Tenacious D song. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was too traumatized to even think about the song at this point. So, <laughs> well, because you saw a blonde model running off into the mine, just cackling. Right. Like an at idiot. this point, Allie had joined us and she was ardently confused as to why Shannon was so upset. She goes, <laughs> she's like, You were scared? By, by what part? <laughs> by that that we just watched? <laughs> like, she was, I was like, Yay, Allie's here and she's Allie broken. Allie is broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. It was really funny. I'm still intact-ish. <laughs> we'll get there. But that was, like, this whole ending, the the way that this storyline wraps up and the twist is my whole problem with this movie. Like, aside from all the gore and things like that from a story aspect, the, like, idea that he saw his dad die in front of him, being killed by the original Harry Warden, then makes him want to take up Harry's mantle for the next party to, and kill all of these people. I would think it would make him want to kill Harry Warden as opposed to... Sure. Because uh, Harry Warden is the bad guy, But I think right? it's just meant to be more that he'd suffered a psychotic breakdown from it. Like that it just like... Right. And well, but and then is the party then the inciting incident that like makes him want to kill? Because I, that... That was the thing that was missing for me. Like, what triggers sure. this to happen? Think, Does that make sense? I think it's like, yeah, one, they're just relying on the stupidity of, yeah, psychotic breakdown, and he is picking up Harry's mantle. Another, I feel, is actually the jealousy of the triangle, the love triangle, um, which triggers him. But he also, I don't get it from this, but with the next one, and then you can feed back into this, because at the end there, as he's running away, he says, he and Harry will be back. And there was this weird kind of thing about Harry's almost like possessing people. Like, he's not. Yeah. But they do flirt with that in both of these films, I feel, that Harry is like this entity that... Yeah, well, and I think it's much clearer in the second film than in the first film that Harry is... Because that I would understand to some degree, but like it doesn't seem like this kid, Axel, has blonde, whatever you want to call him, has dealt with this trauma whereas as we'll get to in the second mm -hmm. film there is we see him actively dealing with trauma right and the trauma of his original incident yeah. mm -hmm. yep but for right now we have to deal with fad that slashes in the early 80s love to have their own themed songs <laughs> which, oh it was so yeah. good it's great that's like the best part it was yeah. really good prom night prom night prom night i also so wonder because i didn't know that you that tarantino thought uh, thinks of this as one of his favorite slashers of all it's time his favorite yeah and that scene with Axel under the bed is very akin to... Oh, it's exactly from Kill Bill. Yeah, it's from yeah. Kill Bill. And it made yeah. me think of that when I was watching it. I was like, oh, I wonder... Oh, no, he wouldn't have taken from this. And now I'm like, oh, he just he just took it from this. Yes, he's a little thief. That's what Tarantino does. Weirdly, oh. Tarantino is a thief who likes not great films and somehow makes great films. And I don't know how he does that. It's very strange. The end credit song was written because the producers wanted a song that could be a hit, a single on vinyl... But they ran out of funding. So the composer, Paul Zaza, who, you know, previously had to write Prom Night and all that stuff for no money, night, uh, wrote night. the ballad of Harry Warden instead. 
It's great. And as we're going to get to in a little minute, 2001, the original director approached, the original director of this in 2001, approached Paramount with an idea for a sequel. Wow. This is 20, what was it, 81, 91, yeah, 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later. It's crazy. Uh, Maybe they wanted to do a, like a 20 year reunion of the day that this happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. But they turned it down because simply because of the original's poor box office. Even though it became this big cult classic and very beloved, totally bankable, they said no. And then a remake would happen <laughs> just like eight years later. Like, oh, yeah, that film. We own that. Let's do something with it. <laughs> We're going to take a little disco break then and then we'll be back to talk about My Bloody Valentine 2009. Hello, we're back from our little disco break. If you're wondering why Shannon didn't do the... Comp- what's the thing? The thing about your your horror bingo card, which I forgot to enter at the beginning of this podcast. We're really fucking up this whole series, but who cares? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're it's learning fine. as we go along. Shannon has a cool little bingo card where she crosses off all the things that before she came into this series, her preconceptions of what would be in a slasher movie. At the end of this, we'll go through which of these two movies crossed off more things on that list. My Blood Valentine, 2009, gets a 5.5 out of 10, a little lower, on the IMDb. Directed by Patrick Lucia. This is the guy who did Dracula 2001, Dracula 2 Ascension, Dracula 3 Legacy, and Drive Angry. Written by Todd Farmer, who we've covered before. He wrote Jason X, uh, as well as The Messengers and Drive Angry. And also written by Zane Smith. So good. Uh, DP by Brian Pearson. This dude done a whole bunch of films urban legends final cut the butterfly effect 2 drive angry final destination 5 american mary into the storm insidious chapter 3 this guy just knows how to make things look adequate music by michael wandmacher i think he did cry wolf punish the war zone piranha 3d drive angry notice any pattern going on here uh twisted metal the last exorcism part 2 underworld blood wars and the video game bloodborne starring Jensen Ackles as Tom Hanniger from Supernatural, Dawson's Creek, Smallville, and Days of Our Lives. <laughs> also starring, I, I mean, are you guys Supernatural people? No. Oh, good. <laughs> That's the correct answer. I think the only thing for Supernatural I really enjoyed was there was an anime show once. I literally starring animated versions of those actors. It was kind of funny. That's Japan. pretty great. Yeah. Jamie King is Sarah Palmer from Happy Campers, Pearl Harbor, Slackers, Bulletproof, Monk, Sin City, Kitchen Confidential, Fanboys, Mother's Day, which we did not cover, but Silent Night, which we're getting to, guys. I really hope <laughs> she remake. dies in Silent Night, because I just all I wanted was for her to die in this movie. We're going to get to her again. Kerr Smith is Axel Palmer, Final Destination, Dawson's Creek, Charmed. Betsy Rue is Irene from Halloween 2 and Miss March. Eddie Gethegi. <laughs> 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 well done. 
from X-Men First Class, Gone Baby Gone and Twilight. Kevin Ty as Ben Foley from Roadhouse and Lost. Megan Boone as Megan from The Myth of the American Sleepover, Sex and City 2, Cherry, Step Up 4, Miami Heat. Well, and She's the lead on The Blacklist now. Well, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a huge TV show. <laughs> Tom Atkins as Burke. Woo! From yeah. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, The Fog, Escape from New York, and other wonderful things. Budgeted. Well, not other wonderful things like Season of the Witch, but other wonderful things. Katie loves it. Budgeted at $15 million, guys. Woo! It's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of spare change. Gross $101 million worldwide. Wow. Wow. This movie made some money. I think it, came, I think it, it was third uh, in opening weekend. Wow. We do like to normally look at the years again. I want to rattle through this because it just like it seems redactive. But um, 2000, redactive? Reductive. Stupid. Redactive <laughs> means you want to take it back. Yeah, I kind of do. Um, 2009. Shannon. Yeah. Have you got the top uh, 10 movies? I mean, there's a couple notables outside the top 10 that uh, number 19 is Inglorious Bastards. And number 17 is the original Fast and, Fast and Furious. <laughs> and then for the top 10, we have The Hangover at number 10. Number nine, Angels and Demons. Number eight, right? Number eight, Sherlock Holmes. Number seven. Robert Downey Jr. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number seven, and I think this one really speaks to uh, where we are in 2009. The Twilight Saga, New Moon. <sighs> I'll stop you there. <laughs> yeah. Just move on. Disgusting. Number six. Number five, 2012. Number four, Transformers. <laughs> that was a thing? Oh, no, the Mayan calendar. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Number four, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Number three, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Number oh two, God. right? Number two, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And coming in at number one in 2009, Avatar. Oh, oh, shit. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Only like the biggest movie of all time. Katie, quite a few horror films on that yeah, list. But I what, mean, what other some, horror films were out this year? There's some big boys on this list. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> we have Birdemic, Shock and Terror. <laughs> wow. <laughs> pretty famous one. If I have to... yeah, it, it, it actually isn't. It's fucking terrible. I don't yeah. get what people say. Who <laughs> the really fuck bad. came up with that name and who greenlit that shit? Come on. Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. This is the one Ty West did, and he, he didn't get to complete it the way he wanted to, so he wanted his name removed from it and blah, 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 but it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, we have 5150, Rue des Ombres. This is very good. People should watch this movie. I don't think it's been seen enough. It's a very creepy, unsettling, excellently acted little film. Um, is it French? A, think, uh, or is it just it set in It might be French-Canadian. I'm trying to remember that. It's been a long time since I saw it. I remember really liking it, and I definitely remember the ending. They took a big gamble putting the title in French. I know. I think it fucked them up a bit. It's 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 genuinely a good film and very nicely made. Never even heard of this. I want to watch it. Carriers, which is pretty good. It's good. Chris Pine. Children of the Corn remake. More, nope. more shitty children. Um, the Collector. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. The Descent 2. Man. Yeah, directed by the effects artist of the first one. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, which is pretty crazy. Sam Raimi. I yeah. didn't like it as much as most it's people. very ugly film. <laughs> well, like, 
gritty ugly. There's a goat in it. Yeah, there's a there's a goat. It's not gritty. It's really slick. Drag me to hell. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of slick, the final destination. We will get to these as we reported yes, a few weeks ago. We will. They're keeping delayed because they just announced they're doing a reboot. So that's going to be our cue to go through Final Destination. We'll be in the lead up to the reboot. It's just my adolescence I could plot with the Final Destination to tell you what. That and I know what you did last summer. The Halloween 2 remake. Yep. You can hear our opinions by going to yep. Weird Geeks. The Grudge 3 remake. Are you sensing a theme here? Hmm. The Friday the 13th remake. <laughs> Mm, you can hear our opinions. Yep. Uh, the House of the Devil. Yeah, it was good. Ty, it was Ty West. One of the worst movies ever made, The Human Centipede, first uh, sequence. Uh, uh. Jennifer's Body, which is pretty good. Some people really love that film. Diablo Cody. Yeah, some people love, some people love all kinds of stuff. The Last House on the Left remake. <laughs> yeah. My Bloody Valentine 3D, obviously. Orphan. Saw six, too many, too many. Sorority Row, which we'll be covering soon. Thirst. Remake. Oh, Thirst is good. The Unborn. Vacancy two, the first cut. Wrong Turn three, Left for Dead and Zombieland. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, some torture porn and a whole lot of remakes. That's what 2009 was all about. And then now we get my bloody Valentine shot in Pennsylvania. This was the first R-rated film projected in real D technology. So to be clear, the full title is My Bloody Valentine 3D. That's what this film was. Back when real D was a big deal, as you said, Shannon, Avatar. So this was the same year as Avatar and also doing 3D. So just for people who don't know, if you, most films in 3D, they're post-conversion jobs. And that means they didn't shoot in 3D. They didn't do a process afterwards. It means it's never going to get look as good as a proper film shot in 3D. And now there are multiple ways to shoot in 3D as well. But real D was still like the standard. And if you are shooting actually in 3D, it really compromises you. There's so many angles you can't do with the camera. You can't use depth of field in the same way. It means you have to shoot things looking very, very flat. And it means when you do watch 3D films that are actually shot in 3D in 2D, a lot of the time they kind of look like TV movies. And I mean old TV movies, not nice now, Netflix (laughs) TV movies. Because you can't do the same things with the camera and your lenses. And it's actually a big frustration for directors and cinematographers to shoot in 3D. Um, Which this film was... We'll get to how it looks. Uh, Jensen Ackles was off making this film, the lead in this from Supernatural, while his co-star from Supernatural, Jared Padalecki, was yeah, doing the Friday Jared. the 13th Woo-hoo. remake. Mm. Definitely, definitely the cooler of the two is Jared, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I try, definitely I watched some, the better actor of the two as well. <laughs> yeah, and he's still not good. <laughs> yeah. But he's much better. But he's better. Yeah. yeah. I was watching some interviews and to make an of this, there wasn't much really that was that interesting other than they all thought they were doing something very special. <laughs> and here are some they quotes. They were wrong. <laughs> they use words like, this film is thoughtful, textured, layered, characters with charm, and all oh, that mattered geez. was caring about the characters. I oh disagree God. with all of that. I wonder if they care about the characters in soap operas. Because... Uh-huh. They would have to to think that we care about these characters. Yeah. In the first, I wanted them all to die so that the movie would be over because I couldn't handle it. And in the second, I wanted them all to die because they're so fucking bad at acting. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm glad we started on a similar page. So Jamie King also said, she said a bunch of that stuff, by the way. She also said about her character, she's not a passive character like they portray most women to be. It's really nice to finally have a female character like that in one of these movies. I hate her. <laughs> Every final girl yes. is that. Right. This is the genre for that, and nothing annoys I, me more when I mean, people who clearly the, don't like the genre right, talk about it like the that. The reason to make these movies as a woman, right, is because they get the fight back, they get the like re- redemption at the end. You, they get to find their own personal strength, and in theory, if the movie, if you were to continue and see the story that comes afterwards, they would be like a stronger bigger badder bitch right yeah. um, it's it's literally about putting like your male oppressions down normally because of sexual actions and but again for the final goal everyone else has normally get a top off we should mention my bloody valentine the original did anyone notice there's no nudity in that film no there's not it did no. not get a yeah. boobs check for a that's, film that began that's all that shannon with, kept saying while we were watching that by the way was this will redeem itself only when i see boobs and it did not <laughs> We saw no boobs. But for a film that starts with a girl unzipping her miners outfit and then getting pickaxed through the boob. I thought you're like, oh, I know what we're gonna get. We're gonna get sexy fun. Nope. Nope. No sexy fun. Not even from the virgin. Come on, we Mm -hmm. didn't even get to see virgin boobs. Well, and I think as we talked about with that, like they had to do so much to keep their rating at R as opposed to X or N C seventeen or whatever it was. Um, But I don't think they didn't cut anything out either though. Well, they cut things out in order to get to the rating. But what I'm saying is I bet they went into making it going, okay, we we aren't going to be able to show the boobs because our we're planning for this to be a gory thing. So in order to like balance our ratings, <laughs> right. does that make sense? I mean, I mean, not in that era, to be fair, because Jason okay. films will have both. Um, it's well, it's just, uh, no, in all honesty, I mean, part of my point is that people have this idea of what slasher films are. And it's, it's, again, on your list. And it's like nudity is a big part of that. It's not as much as you think. There's normally one girl, maybe. But you'd be surprised how often there's more than one, like not very often. And how often that there's no nudity from the girls is actually very, very often. It's this actually, film, I would however, say, more. Woo, we'll get there. Holy moly. Um, yeah, but the, no, but they're about sexuality. Like sexuality is the pr- prominent thing. And females that are sexually promiscuous is prominent. Even if you don't see the nudity, you come away from these films feeling like you did, you know? The last quote I want to say about that they talked about with their own movie is the scariest thing about the minor in this movie is that he has no identity and no reason. I mean, I don't really agree <laughs> with that. And well, no. no, literally, no. There's no. A whole... He has anyway. more of a reason in this one than the yeah. guy did in the original. Like the thing that I appreciated about this one was that it made sense to me why he was killing and what was happening. So I think every quote that they've given about their, their movie. And he absolutely being, had an identity. Yeah. Yeah, of course he does. He literally has an identity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we see him putting it on. Like it's. Oh, this explains so scene. much. They didn't know what the movie was about. Maybe. That's why the acting mm-hmm. is terrible. They thought Maybe. he had no identity. That's why they aren't acting at all. <laughs> oh, it's great. Now I get it. Now I get now it. Now you get it. Mm-hmm. He was playing no identity the whole time, even though there's a clear one. <laughs> so, all right. We start this fucking movie with a whole bunch of CGI 3D exposition newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Which it totally feels like we're about to watch a Marvel film. Yeah. From does. this intro. Oh, a really bad Marvel From the film. music to the the newspaper clippings to it like coming off of the screen at you even when you don't have 3D glasses on. But I appreciated the subtle changes to the backstory that they made, that instead of it being he ate 
these guys that because they were trapped for six weeks a i don't think they were trapped for as long but it was like he saw they he put a pickaxe through their helmets at, like at one point they say just so that he could conserve his own fucking oxygen yeah. right so it was less Sounds like, like a survivor yeah it was less like he needed to eat them to survive right and it was yeah more like nope just taking you out so you aren't breathing like yes yeah I agree, but it's the way they give you this information, yeah, which is just stupid. so dumb. Like, it's these fast fucking bits of... And the problem with this film is they have two films before the film starts. Like, you have this bit with your prelude with these newspaper prints, yeah, saying what you're saying, which I agree, it makes a bit more sense. And it, but then it's like, buried alive, six trapped in a Valentine mine, Hanniger's son is questioned. So you're immediately like, oh, wait, hang on, this is the lead guy in this movie, and he's in this flashback thing. The collapse was an accident, and it one survives, which is Harry Warden, and they show his face, which is immediately a bad idea. Like, don't show your potential killer's face ever, particularly on your opening fucking credits. And there's just CGI everywhere. And then it says, was it, were they buried alive or murdered? And that's like the big question mark. It's really confusing because there's just so much, just so much stuff just thrown at you straight away. And then they cut to Harmony Memorial Hospital where Harry wakes up in hospital. A nurse comes in and he just sits up. He's like sitting on this bed in, in the back. And then there's a scream in the opening logo and it's fucking ridiculous. Like it's, <laughs> it's so stupid to have like, considering what you're about to have, because you're about to have Tom Atkins as a sheriff coming into this hospital finding loads of torsos ripped to pieces so many dead people so many dead people so many and the killer drew a heart on the walls and on the window <laughs> and as many places as he could yeah. in blood um and then there's yeah the heart in the chocolate box so what i wrote down is this film is a piece of shit immediately but can it be a fun piece of shit that's where i'm immediately at like the way they've come in is like this is trash but can it be fun trash because I enjoy fun trash. Yeah, well, uh, but they killed everything with the Valentine's Day party aspect, right? So, like, there's no party, so there's really no tie to Valentine's. Well, there sort of is, but you're about to get to it. But it's just so confusing because I still don't really understand. The newspaper prints even mention, what's his face, uh, the Hanukkah son questioned. Uh, but then we go to, yeah, this dude is back alive, which I guess it's in the same night or something. Yeah, I think the implication is supposed to be that he escapes that night and goes straight to the Hanager mine. Comes straight back. And then another surf stone plot starts playing, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I like that. And then we get the dude from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Jack. Who is playing, because they changed the fucking hair colors here, don't they? So he's playing Axel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they have to change the hair colors just to mess well, me up. Well, they just both have dark hair in this one. Instead of one being blonde, they're just both brunettes. I think you'll find Supernatural Boys is definitely... No, I mean, like, TJ... Sorry, Axel um, in this Dawson's Creek guy, he's got, like, black hair. You can just call him Jaxel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jaxel. <laughs> and the guy for Supernatural, whether he's a true blonde or not in hair, he is in brain. So... <laughs> uh, so these kids are partying near the mines... And, and yeah, Supernatural Dude is there with Jamie King. So, again, this animosity. Now, I'm going to admit something really embarrassing here because for the listeners, you have to admit embarrassing things on this podcast. Shannon's admitted how scared she is by mm -hmm. <laughs> my Valentine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to admit, when I first saw this movie, because uh, I have seen this before, you guys 
Katie, have you seen this one before? I don't remember it. I don't think okay. so. Maybe. I mean, that was the opening oh, I had, day Yeah, because I saw it in cinema when it came out. It was one of the first movies I ever saw in 3D, like in a 3D movie, like with the glasses and everything. So, Yeah, I was, was the same. Great. Opening day, 3D time. glasses. I just remember laughing a lot. Yeah, I remember enjoying this. Like, I really did. I remembered having a fun time while being pissed a bit at the ending. But I remembered, like, you know, having a good time with it. And I don't remember anything about it. I just remember the one scene where, like, the pickaxe comes swirling and it looks like it's coming at you. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> no, it, make, it makes a good trailer. <laughs> this is kind of hard to say. But because of happy campers <laughs> and slackers, I used to be really into Jamie King. <laughs> Like really, really into nope, Jamie King. Nope, dead so to the me. reason the reason I wanted to watch this movie originally was it's a slasher film and Jamie King's in it, and I was really excited. Oh, she's she awful. She is so fucking bad. Like she's just the worst. Ghastly. Yes. Like and now I'm rethinking my entire like so many things. I'm like, do I need to go back and check just how bad was she in those films as well, or is I, it just this? Because to be fair, I have never liked her in anything she it's as though she has literally no brain i mean and to be honest if you see her in the interviews she speaks like she's on cocaine the whole time and everything that she says is really really fast like this and this is how i feel about things and oh my god this is so clever and this film is so many textures and there's so many layers that's how she talks i hate her now also in life and as an actress (laughs) Like, that is how much, how bad I thought she was. Like, whenever we get to, like, her big scenes and all that, I just kept turning to Allie and Katie and be like, so this is where she's just trying to make herself cry? Look at how hard she's working. Look at it. She's thinking nothing. There are no thoughts in her brain outside of, can I squirt out a fucking tear? And, and spoiler alert, she can't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it's fun to rip into these movies because it's always bad acting. This is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is... I I fully think that she <laughs> is the worst actress in this movie that you Ever have made me watch. Like, Oh, even, oh for sure in this movie. Even but Fog like in any Girl, movie, maybe. I will take over her. Because at least no, Fog Girl has some moments. I wanted to punch Fog Girl because she was annoying. Like, Jamie, I don't even want to do like anything to. Yeah. I don't want to empathize I, with her. I don't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to like... I just... No, no, I wanted her to die. Other, I wanted no, her to like, die so much. <laughs> no, but I just mean in that she's not even there. You know? It's like she didn't turn up. And... What makes it even worse is that she can seem this bad when she's standing next to Supernatural dude right. who's also ghastly and then Jack from Dawson's Creek who I normally enjoy and he's fucking terrible. Like no, every he's po- in a soap trifecta. opera in yeah. his head. Jack's yeah. in a soap opera. But I mean, he's putting energy in. You can see yeah. he's put, like, Jack is putting he's energy trying. in. Like you've got Supernatural boy who doesn't know how to think anything other than do I look cool the whole time? Oh yeah, I look cool. And then Jamie King who's like, I don't know what planet she's on. I don't <laughs> like, know. I don't- she. The only thing I can think is she must have been high out of her fucking mind the entire time they were making this. I don't know. It's entirely possible. It's it's really, really shocking. And no matter what I'll say about this movie as a whole and how when we get to wrap up, it fits in, you know, in my lineup of which ones are my favorite. From acting, yes, it's even worse than oh, yeah. The Fog and Prom Night, yeah. which is something yeah. Like, it really, that's something. Not yeah. with everyone, but just with these trifecta. Like, I actually think, you know, Tom Atkins I have fun with. I actually think Megan, the girl he's cheating on with, she's okay. Like, but these three. I, they're at least interesting. Like, Megan has some moments where I'm like, uh, what are you doing? But, like, no, she's she not has great, an interesting but character. But she's okay. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's no fucking chemistry between any of them. No. Everyone looks too pretty. The acting's terrible. But yeah, we're meant to believe there's this animosity between... I'm probably just going to keep calling him TJ, even though his second name isn't Jay in this one, but I don't... Yeah, he's just Tom <laughs> in this one. Yeah, TJ and Axel. Yeah, but I'm very confused because Axel was there when the previous killings happened and now he's back, but he's nervous about going into the mines. But it's also as if a lot of time has passed because he's sort of like, oh, yeah, I'll go back in. It's really, really muddled because yeah. we're like two minutes in and I'm like, I don't even know what's happened. Well, he's supposed Harry has supposed to have been in a coma for a number of years. I, oh, OK. So this is years later. So that's what he wakes up from the coma randomly. And Tom it- Atkins delivers one of my favorite lines in this movie. Well, I guess he woke up as he's staring at, like, the carnage (laughs) that has been left. So it isn't the same night, then, like we were saying earlier. No, I think it is the same night, um, but it's years removed from the cave-in and that he's been in a coma since the cave-in. We are immediately into the kills. The miner turns up. Pickaxe is a dumb kid's eyeball. eyeball. Where I audibly screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? Yes! I was not expecting all of this shit to go down so quickly. Like, at one point, I turned to Katie and Allie, and I was like, is this a 30-minute movie? What the fuck is happening? Well, yeah, it feels like we're in the end of the original movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because what they're trying to do is go, like, yeah, this stuff happened before, but rather than removing it from the people we're going to focusing on, they're like, oh, we need them involved with that as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. And There's then you're going to go 10 years later, and they're going to be like, it's just, it doesn't, it's a bad idea. But this guy's name is Michael after Michael Myers, first kill of the movie. And then TJ, not TJ, whatever, who's got a different girl who I only put together later as the girl is going to be running around nude, but whatever. And Jamie, they're hiding from the miner and we're immediately suspecting uh, Blondie, right? Axel. Because he's the one who's already been damaged emotionally. He's the one who's not there. So we're immediately like, oh, okay, it's him. And then some dude comes looking for his friend, Jason. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love that, that part. He's like, Jason, is that you? Jason? And both Allie and I both go, nope, wrong movie. <laughs> but again, the minor looks cool. But walks after this kid right past the three of them hiding, facing him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's really stupid. But he doesn't notice them. Kills this kid with a pickaxe to the face and then goes, oh, oh yeah, you guys. <laughs> Turns around, starts walking after them. Nice kill as he shoves a spade into the girlfriend's head and splits it, or whoever this girl is. Some yeah, girl's head. This is just a random it. girl. Random oh, girl. right, 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 right. It's pretty cool. It's a mixture of, I watched the whole thing about the practical effects and how they merge stuff with CGI. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Here, you can definitely tell there's a lot of CGI, but it looks pretty cool. Not My eyes were closed. I like how her, <laughs> like the top part of her face, like slides forward on the shovel. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was pretty cool. Shannon loves it. Nope. Yeah. Didn't um, see it. At this point, I had learned. <laughs> and then Blondie appears while the miner's there. So, oh, it's not him. Twists already. And they all jump into a car, but Blondie gets grabbed, but doesn't die. And we get that 3D pickaxe shot of it going into the windshield. Probably the only bit Jamie King's any useful in is having it like right into near her face, which makes for a good shot. And then they drive off, presumably pickaxe in the car, right? Yeah. Well, but they drive off watching as... Tom is trying to get to them. So they 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 make a conscious choice to, to leave, leave him Tom there. in the mine yeah. to save yeah, no, themselves, which I appreciated. <laughs> I bet you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tom, I think, ends up running back into the mine. Yeah, it seems yeah. wise. Yeah. Seems smart. <laughs> yeah. You know, geniuses. 
And he's about to get got when the cops turn up and shoot the miner. Uh, but then they just let him wander off into the well, mine. Well, they shoot him once out of the 20 times they decide to fire guns in a mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. meant to have live fire or live flame in a mine. What are you doing? But He just wanders off and they just let him do it. We do get the image of the blood splatter on Tom's face. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was which is cool. you like that? You're into that? <laughs> well, I, it's an important plot point that we'll get to because this was the moment that I was like, got it. But here's the thing. We're 15 minutes in. This is where your fucking title comes up, right? Like we've had your opening. You've had some shocks. You've had like some nasty kills. And then you have this bit. You set it up. Now you should have your... Not when he's sitting on a bed in a hospital <laughs> doing nothing. Right. That's not when you bring up your shock title. Yeah, not at like, all. This is the same year as the Friday 13th remake where it took them 20 minutes to get to their opening title and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was the point nasty. of the movie where I was like breathing heavy going, this is just the beginning. So if they had brought up the, the like title card at this moment, I probably would have walked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> We also need beer at this when you- point. That's true. We, I had an <laughs> emotional was like, drink this. Beer. <laughs> but you need like, when you bring up your title after already having a scene, it's got to be a fucking statement, you know? And they misused it. But anyway, we've had two attacks already. It's been 10 years since the killings. Well, it's been however many years since the cave-in and I guess the creation of Harry's brain being fractured. And then it's been 10 years now from when Harry came back on a killing spree and Blondie had this interaction with him. So we've kind of got this two-step process. Yeah, apparently killing 22 men, women, and children. And I had written down, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they they did it in such a weird way. Like, you have that shot of Jamie, what, what's her fa- What's her name? I don't know. A girl I hate. Um, Jamie King. Jamie King. Walking back through the mine. Like, all of a sudden, are we supposed to believe time passed and she didn't hear anyone screaming? Because all of a sudden, she's just stumbling upon these bodies. Like, what happened? It just got so quiet suddenly. And I, I'm guessing that's supposed to be the 22 dead people? I think it's men have killed everyone at that party, but I didn't see 22 yeah. people at that party and I didn't see them all die. Right. So right. this just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. I was really confused. I think they're just using the 22 because that's from the original, right? But, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And this is where watching the movie this time, this is why my notes be confused. Like, oh, TJ's actually Axel. They switched the names for how the characters <laughs> look and it confused the fuck out of me. So TJ, Dawson's Creek boy, he's now the sheriff of the town. And, you know, he's got a tiny oh, bit of terrible stubble. Axel is the sheriff of the town. Sorry, Axel. Axel there you go. I get fucking yeah. confused. Jaxel. Jaxel. It'll Ugh. help. <laughs> you can do it. He's got his terrible stubble to look like, look, it's 10 years later. <laughs> he looks yeah. great. He can Not come be the sheriff in my town anytime. And then I've written down, which I'm surprised that she became a plot point later and actually a character in the film. Because I was like, there's a very hot girl at the diner eating cherries. What the fuck's yeah. going on here? Oh, my God. Just licking whipped cream off of cherries right. off a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wrote Wish. down, well, we found the slut. Yes. <laughs> Part of me just really wanted her to not be a character because I was like, that'd be amazing if she's just got this extra and she's just fucking going for it. <laughs> it's like, people will remember me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The mayor is, I think it's the mayor again. I'm very confused. He definitely owns some of the mines, but not all of them. He doesn't like, it's really muddy, but maybe the same. Definitely but meant to be that character. But he's not Tom's dad. No, he is definitely not Tom's dad. Yeah. 
So they switched but he owns that. A share of the mines, but not a big and not a controlling share. Right. And he might be the mayor, but it's hard to tell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tom it's has the controlling unclear. share of the mines. Yeah. This is what we come to find out. And his dad and is dead. Yes. Yes. His dad's dead. Axel married Sarah in this one. Because, you know, higher stakes of these fucking children. Again, it's that thing of like grown ups who somehow in our generation are more like children than in the 80s. It's like in the 80s, I appreciated. They seem sort of like grown-ups, you know, even though they're running around doing stupid things. When she goes over to him in the diner and, like, kisses him on the cheek, holy shit, there is less than zero chemistry between the two of these people. Uh, It is painful. Painful. Yes, it really is. And it turns out Sexy Girl's working for his wife and immediately very clear that they're having an affair with zero subtlety. Yeah. There is, I love that shot though of them just like making eyes at one another. It's yeah. like so gratuitous of like, we are planting this seed. Did you see the seed? Here's the yeah. seed. Watch it it's grow. Totally days of our lives. It's so yeah. bad. And then we cut to them having their affair in a fucking dirty, broken down shack Jason Voorhees shack, which we're going to very later in the film find out is his dad's house. Yeah, it's his old, it's his dad's old house. That I guess his dad died as well. The implication his dad was a minor. I wonder if if we're also supposed to believe that his dad died in that original attack, but they never so really confusing. say it. I don't know. It's well, very like his dad. I mean, I like, don't know. Was it stuck in the mine with Harry? It's honestly so confusing. Yeah. It's it's even more confusing. Like when I watched My Bloody Valentine, I'm like, I enjoyed that film. We'll get to the full feelings at the end. But like I was like, this could be a much better film. That like, you could do a lot with this and really and they don't. They just muddy it up so much. I'm so confused with the story at least. But anyway, he's with this he's with this girl. She wants him to tell his wife. He's obviously not keen, and then she gives him a chocolate box. He feels bad. He just like hasn't got her anything. He does not she feel says, bad. No, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and she's he's like, like oh, she's I already, didn't get you anything. You already have got me something. Right. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and, and that's when I was like, oh, oh bitch God. gonna die. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. And only, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't spend time in these little small town America places, but I feel like only in movies. It's like in, what's that? Well, Gone Baby, uh, Gone Girl, Gone. What's the fuck? Gone Girl, Baby, Gone. Gone Girl, thank you. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Who's on the one with Ben Affleck? <laughs> oh, gone that's girl. Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's Gone Girl, yeah. I feel like I'm in these movies that like people have affairs with these really, really hot young girls who are excited to get pregnant. <laughs> it's like, is that really real life? I don't know. Maybe it is. And his face is great when she gives in the news. He looks like he wants to murder her. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. So stupid old supernatural boy TJ looks down on the mind to a terrible rock score. He's just like posing like Batman. I know. I was like, this is a shot from Supernatural. Like they just, just crashed from yeah. Supernatural because <laughs> it's you know, so fucking cheesy. It has like daytime so TV written all over it. Yeah, it's like we're trying to do something epic. And then he drives into town. I guess it's meant to be like he's back in town and exciting or something. And he's there to sign some papers because he's selling. He's a majority shareholder in the mine after his dad died and he wasn't there for it, like you guys said. So he's there to sign some papers to to then hand over everything and everyone's all pissed with him. Everyone's very, very pissed. So he checks in at a motel and we're hearing these sex sounds. 
So here we get to probably the most famous scene of this movie, I guess. So there's a girl who we're going to find out later on is Axel's girlfriend from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I knew that right away. Yeah, we I didn't can need tell to find that out. I didn't get that at all. Oh, I got that. Yeah, I got it. And she's with some trucker who's actually played by the writer Todd Farmer. Oh, that's, that that's dude looks funny. Like, who basically looks like someone who should be playing Jason Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And also, because he's bald as well, doesn't look dissimilar to the actor that plays Harry in the beginning. So that was a little oh, confusing. Oh, right. Oh, uh, yeah. I can see that. For the first time in this franchise, we're getting boobs um, during the sex scene. Yeah. And then they stop having sex and she reels off some fucking history of Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, yes. it was great. I was like, what the it's fuck so is weird. happening? You get to see his face like, I pay for this so that I don't have to hear this. But that's the thing. She's in like, you don't. Well, uh, this also reads like when a writer just Googles something and right? just doesn't oh, actually bother uh-huh. turning into a, a character. They just put it in. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's like he, you know, so he was filming the sex. During this, we're going to intercut with TJ like and in the next room taking pills. So he must be troubled. But yeah, he's filming it. She's all pissed, the sex thing. And so he throws some money at her. And then she gets pissed because she's like, she said she's not, she's not a whore. Gives her twenty dollars. I was like, if you're gonna film that, that yeah, he throws a twenty on the bed. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, that is insulting. Then he's got what's coming. And then we have this great bit where she's like all pissed. He walks out, and when she grabs her clothes and she thinks she's gonna put them on, and instead she just grabs a gun and walks out after what? him, full frontal, Fucked ass naked. Puts her shoes on though. Puts her yeah, heels puts her on. on. Yeah, she's. Don't worry, she's got, like, really ridiculous giant wedge heels. <laughs> I mean, this is, again, I feel this is what people think slasher movies are like. They're never like this. This film is, like, this scene is famous because you don't get like this. Like, this is a fucking long scene that then goes on. She walks out, confronts him. The miner then pickaxes the trucker in the head, which is a nice, cool kill. He was just waiting in this guy's truck for no reason. Just hanging yeah. out yeah. in the front of this guy's truck. Just hanging out. Yeah, well, if we know what the twist is, I guess. Like, he would know because he's next door to them. I don't know. Because he would have heard what's going on, maybe. And then he chases her back to the room. Yeah, but is he like Robin Hood then? No, yeah, I don't know. Like, he's upstanding for her. Like, he's fighting for her, but then wants to kill her too. Why? Sex. He's now triggered by Jason things. Yeah, the video camera's filming her running away and then a minor following. And it's, it's a really, really long fucking scene. She's like hiding under the bed. Yeah. And then the minor yeah, ends up killing is. both her and the owner of the motel. And it's such it's a-, a cute little dog. It was like such a great part. And the little dog comes running out. It's cute. Sure. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I also was like, as soon as the owner of the motel was introduced, because she's a mm-hmm. little person, I was like, oh, this is just an excuse to have like a little person murder so that all the bros in the audience can be like, that's funny. Well, again, I feel that's kind of how the tropes are. But this film, honestly, it bucks those things because normally you have that stuff because you're like, oh, you you couldn't. Like you couldn't kill someone in a wheelchair. You couldn't kill someone. You know, anyone who's mildly different you know, it becomes a thing of like, it's harder to, to kill them. Uh, but it's filmed, yeah, it just mm-hmm. fucking does it. And I do fear that it might be for the yeah. reasons that you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I oh, don't, for I'm sure yeah. it was. And that's what it felt. It felt very manipulative, yeah. right? Like it just felt, like it felt icky. Yes, yeah. And I mean, it's a good long scene, but the simple splash of blood at the end isn't really the kill from her that we deserve. Like it goes on for so long, you want to see a fucking crazy ass kill. Now, I do have to say there's a note with this scene, which is... 
I feel important because this again is a famous scene, but also it's a scene which I know some people get upset about this scene because of the amount of nudity in it. The scene is written that she has, I know you two don't look that upset about it, but a lot of people do get upset about this scene in this movie. And the scene was written. I actually, I thought it was kind of great. I thought she was was amazing. Well, you might think it's like, girl. This is what I was talking about when we're watching Prom Night and you have the Virgin gets her boobs out and Jan and it felt like you were saying it felt like she's kind of been maybe bullied into it a little bit. We don't know. It felt like this girl loved it. And I was saying, yeah, and if there's nudity in a film, male or female, you want it to look like the actor's enjoying it and owning it. Yeah, well, contextually, depending on the scene, obviously. Now, but it's important to note, this scene was written that she's wrapped in a sheet around herself. And the whole scene was meant to be her running around in this sheet that she wraps from from the bed. And they shot it like that again and again and again. And every time they did it at some point, the sheet would just keep falling off her all the time. And she, it was not anybody else, she herself, and I've watched interviews with her, she fucking owns it. She was like, yeah, so I just went over to the director and said, it's ridiculous. And I don't think I'd give a shit anyway with this personality. I just want to do it fully nude. So it was her, it was her decision. She was not pushed to do this. It wasn't even anybody else's idea. And the director was actually a bit scared because he was like, the MPAA could be really upset about this. Uh, But they weren't. They were upset about some of the blood and not the full nudity, which was a surprise because... Well, is that though? Yeah, I'm mean, for America. You guys are much more sensitive with fucking sex sure. and nudity than violence, especially full sure. frontal on a woman. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed I didn't have a problem with the nudity in this scene. Again, it felt like, like from the get go, it felt like she was owning it. She was happy, and I completely agree from a character standpoint. That like, yeah, the character that woman created is somebody that is going to put on her giant wedge heels and not give a shit about putting pants on. Like, like I am going to come out and I'm going to threaten you with this gun. Like, this is the problem. You see this that, scene and you're like, and I don't mean like every scene needs to have nudity, but like that's the level this film then feels like it should be at, which is just stupid right. fun. Like, that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which comes in comes in little spurts here and there throughout this film, but a lot of it is surprisingly not like that at all. Well, I honestly think that it comes from the lack of abilities from their, your other actors. Like if the other actors had as much like ability to gusto to take on their characters the way that she does in this, like she is a powerhouse in this scene. And you can tell, like you guys were just saying that she is not uncomfortable, that she owns it and she is striding and she is proud. And oh, yeah. Yeah, if anyone else had a tenth of what she has in this scene, this would be a hundred percent a better movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. agreed. So the police arrive the next day. Axel's on the scene. Yeah, they pick up the video camera, and then we're counting Sarah's with the cute girl at work. I guess Sarah owns this fucking huge convenience store. It's her store? parents' like, store. It's her parents' okay. store. Yeah, like I mean it's a full t- supermarket. Yeah, yeah, it's a full market. <laughs> it's huge, and two people work in it. Yeah, including and herself. Then, and then maybe my least favorite bit in the entire movie is fucking TJ turns up and she just turns to goo. She just starts batting her eyelids nonstop and just fawning over him. And it's just, fuck it. It's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's so bad. It's really bad. You still, look, you still look as pretty as you did 10 years ago. <laughs> so pretty. Uh, honestly, uh-huh. I don't know how it could be this bad. Like, she's... Oh. It's terrible. Like the other, the original made me want to vomit because it was so gory. This one made me want to vomit because the acting was so wretched. It's just just so bad. And like the dialogue is bad too. It's not even. It's awful. Awful. It's just terrible. It's cringeworthy. 
we learned that he vanished again, but at least he had a reason this time, I guess. Last yeah, time we never learned any reason. And then the cops watch the video, and for some reason the miner turns to look at the camera in the video while he's chasing this girl, which I don't, I don't understand. Um, and then they get delivered the human heart in a chocolate box. The pacing of this is just all off. And the setup so convoluted to get through these beats. So now with the two old cops who found him 10 years ago, found Harry and shot him. Who are at the bar, Tom Atkins and this other dude. And they say that Harry is dead. And then a, TJ's there. A brawl breaks out because everyone's pissed with him. Tom Atkins gets to break it up by screaming, Everybody stand down, God damn it! Which he does again in exactly the same way in the next film from this director, Drive Angry. <laughs> exactly the same. And I love this. We then cut to Axel at home just watching the sex tape bit of the- <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like it really serious. And Doing then Sarah, research, like, but <laughs> well, and there's also a, like she peeks in through through these weird plastic sheetings where it's like, okay, your house is under construction, I guess, but then it's not something they ever use again. Yeah, that's true. In the entire film, so it just it makes absolutely no sense. I thought for sure we were gonna get some like weird construction area kill sort of scene and it never happens yeah because we even come back to their house later with their little kid and it's never seen the construction sheeting thing ever never yeah (laughs) axel tells her tj is the love of her life and he's found this photo that she was looking at and she doesn't know how to act or (laughs) deal with any of it just leave it like that just put a period at it (laughs) (laughs) But then he sees TJ on the tape of the two having sex walking by the window. TJ heads to the mines and he wants to go down there to like talk to them. And they're like, you can't go down there. I grew up on these mines. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Uh, most honestly, most of my notes are here is ev- literally every time Jamie King's on screen, I'm like, holy fuck, she's terrible. And then he comes on screen and I write down, oh God, he's terrible too. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no escape <laughs> from this yeah. terrible trifecta. They're all bad. All bad. Like I have here, what happened to Naked Chick? I liked Naked Chick. Bring back Naked Chick. Can she play the lead? <laughs> <laughs> but he thinks he's good. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know if Jamie really likes herself even, but this dude from Supernatural he like he thinks he's acting, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's really embarrassing. He's, he's he. Well, and that's part of the problem is that he's just like, I am gonna make a meal out of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. It's so it's bad. Everything I hate in acting. Everything. Yeah. Um, and just terrible green screen as they head down in this car down to the mines. It's so terrible. Oh, there's worse green millions. screen coming up, baby. There is. No, there Don't is. Don't even worry. Fifteen million dollars. You can fucking sort your green screen out. Nope, $15 million. Even the original found an actual mine. Like, go find a mine. To be fair, they did. They shot in some actual mines here, but these bits, obviously not. These bits, obviously not. There's a whole bunch. Like, a lot of the making of is them in their few days in the mines with the guy from Dawson's Creek and everyone just going, it was terrible. Like, it's so bad shooting in these mines, but looking really pleased in themselves. Like, didn't we do a great thing? (laughs) We put ourselves as actors through this so you could enjoy. So then Harry turns up. Hey, Harry. Locks TJ in a little gated room, and then they have this mirrored motion shot, which means guess who they're trying to tell us the killer is. <laughs> so, who was the killer in the first film again? The original Axel. Axel. There you go. And this guy's called TJ, though, isn't it? So, okay, so it's in the old. All right. So they're trying to like tell us we're going to subvert what you're expecting, essentially. 
The miner attacks his guide and then everyone turns up, finds them both, but he's there locked in this gated room. So he couldn't have done it, right? But we already am suspicious of him. Sarah is handing out hearts at the hospital. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because, uh, you know, she's got a husband, a child, a falling apart marriage, you know, nothing else to do. A whole grocery store to run. What the fuck are you doing here? With a pregnant girl. Yeah. <laughs> and TJ's there too, talking to the minor guy. And here's what we have. I said it earlier, actually, but this, no, this is my favorite. This is my favorite bit in the whole movie. <laughs> when I'm just there talking to TJ in his bed and Sarah's there. And then, is it the mayor or is it, who's there? Mayor? Yeah, I think the mayor's there. And then suddenly just out of fucking nowhere, Dawson's Creek Jack just turns up from behind these curtains. Oh, and you can see the door. So good. You can see the door right there. He doesn't walk through the door. He's standing no. behind these curtains the whole time like yeah, a fucking yeah. psychopath. So like he's just standing there. It's so and then weird. just appears. And what's brilliant is this, this would be hilarious if there was any like self-irony here or parody. But he's playing it straight. Like, he thinks this is a dramatic thing to do. Just, like, whip this curtain out of the way. I just wanted Tom Atkins to, like, stand back and look and just be like, are you standing back there the whole time? Yeah. Just, like, a little, just in the background. What are you doing? How do you do that? How do you? Which should be the red flag, because that's telling us. We all know slasher villains can teleport. This is He can teleport. Telling us who the ending is. Very smart of them, really. Also, this is the worst part, because he makes Supernatural Guy put his clothes back on <laughs> oh yeah that was, was like, the worst part this of the is the moment. only reason that anyone He's wants him in this candy. movie is that I agree. he needs to have his shirt off the no, whole time he's a time. handsome boy but jared is He's jared is handsome. more handsome and mildly better acting yeah oh i agree 100%. but we don't have jared so i'm dealing with what yeah. i have and now he's got six layers on for no reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's it was very, very annoying. strange. He's got like a t-shirt, a hoodie, and like a full-on jacket on the whole time. Whereas in the re- original, we're like, where are their coats? In the remake, I'm like, why well, is he so Well, it was the time of the 2000s. In the, I remember this time frame, and you had to have a hoodie on under everything to be cool. Like, everybody had oh, a hoodie James is still on living under their jackets. So. We also have one of the best bits of acting from Dawson's Creek Jack here. Where he's... <laughs> DJ's talking about Sarah. He's like, my wife, Sarah, who lives in my house, who I share a bed with and have sex with. (laughs) And what's brilliant is he ends it by screaming in her face. Yeah. (laughs) He's screaming at his wife that he has sex with her in front of this room. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's goddamn. All I wanted for these films, I was just, all I could think of in this scene, especially, is I was like, all that I want for women is that this is not the reality for anyone. That you never allow men to fucking treat you like this. Like, in any... For either of them. They both treat her like shit. They did in the original as well. I was like, I really just, in my heart of hearts, hope that no women actually live this life (laughs) and allow this life to be lived. Yeah, but at least in the original, I do, like... You know, they're not great, but I get there's something that, again, like I didn't get much chemistry from, but I get this trifecta. And this is like, this is ridiculous. Like none of this makes ads up in any way whatsoever. None of these people are remotely interested in being people, no matter liking each other. Well, uh, no, they're all just so focused on, I'm going to be really intense right now. Like that's their entire character motivation has nothing to do with relationship. It just has everything to do with how can I say these lines in a way that is the most intense? Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> so this is where Tom Atkins reveals that a bunch of them went and killed Harry 10 years ago and covered it up. So they go to the woods to find his bones, but a burial site is empty. And then TJ's decided not to sell the mine and he's going to stay in town and get Sarah back instead. Axel ain't happy. Yeah, it was all very confusing because this burial site they went to, I was like, guys, it doesn't look like it didn't look like a burial site. It didn't look like something had really been exhumed. It looked mm-hmm. just like we got some rocks here. Yeah, um, a little bit. Uh, they just look like they piled rocks on top like of they something to and shoot then that thing scene crawled out. And then yeah. they had like two hours to get it. Yeah. yeah. There was also a very nonsensical journey for uh tj and sarah when she's about to open the store and he's like she go- he's like oh we don't open for 15 minutes and i was like do you think that people just walk into supermarkets turn the lights on and it's like good to yeah. go well, you got time and and instead they go on a like a hike yeah and i was like this is Sounds way more like than 15, 15 minutes. minutes then and we get to just see her oh trying to God. cry again on a bridge she gives him the worst advice it's just such chicken soup for the teenage soul advice oh, it's terrible god tj heads back to the mine takes some more pills so you know we're constantly men i think it's him and then he sees someone and follows him to the sex shack the miner kills the dude who is maybe the mayor we don't know yeah um, right Who's at home drinking? And at least we get that like eyeball. shot of him with the gun, right? That's cu- that's purely <laughs> just for the three D stuff. Yep, and, yep. And the idiot like unloads his gun. I, <laughs> yeah, he goes outside, has it loaded, points it around in a circle, and then when he's like, ah. Got me shooting at shadows, <laughs> and he goes back inside and takes the bullets out of the gun. Mm-hmm. Take those bullets out of your guns, I guys. Never leave no. a gun loaded in your house. Very important. Don't also, know. don't have a gun in your house. Ali, Ali cracked me up at this scene because when he bent the barrel down to load it, she's like, that gun's broken. <laughs> it's the, that's not a good one. <laughs> I just started laughing hysterically. Oh, man. I don't know what these like, fucking films on my own. Best. I wish I was watching it with you. <laughs> it's not the same. Having... People to watch this with was the only thing that saved no, this sure. movie for me. I think I might have like ripped some hair no, out. I'm talking a lot of shit on this movie, but like, drunk. no, I was terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> there's whatever like, you were about to validate it with. I'm I was very interested. Like, if you're drunk <laughs> and you got some friends with the kills in this are decent. Like the kills are yeah. actually pretty fun. They're a bit too CGI, a bit too 3D, but there's some fun dumb stuff that happens in them. You can have some chatter in this one, yeah, just, which it doesn't take anything away from the film. There are a lot of horror movies where you're like, shut the fuck no, up. No, this one. Talk more. This one Talk is the more. opposite. Get your you phones out in the cinema. Just make. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. These conversations with Axel and Sarah are just just insane. Oh, God. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Their interactions as so husband awful. and wife is just crazy. So then the body is in uh, Harry's grave. The body what? is in Harry's oh, grave. Oh, yeah. They find the body of the mayor in. Oh, yeah. It's been placed in Harry's grave with the heart cut out again. Like yeah. The so now they know it has to be one of those people who's there with them, which means it's either, yeah, Axel. Right. TJ, Sarah, or the black cop. And Tom. Because Tom, Tom has Atkins. not died yet. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So it's got to be one of them. And then yeah. they suddenly start trying to make us suspicious of, yeah, this deputy sheriff cop. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. I was like, he's the only black guy in that whole town. It yeah. cannot be him. Otherwise, it's terrible. <laughs> Although, 
They already killed a yeah. little person. Yeah, I mean, one <laughs> we put it past can't them. have the black. Yeah. Meanwhile, at Sarah's store, she's there with with you know with the hot pregnant girl who can scream occasionally and other times really can't. <laughs> so they have this long protracted scene with the minor, which goes on for ages. She's just looking. The slutty girl is just watching Jamie King this whole time. If, if you watch her face behind, she's just watching Jamie King's face to let, be like, oh, are we scared? Oh, we're scared now. And then she'll just mm-hmm. scream and then they'll run and then they'll stop. And then she almost has like this hint of a laugh on her face where she's like, I'm in a movie. <laughs> and she's just, it's, it's so, so comedic, this whole thing. I did not need to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, so they're running around doing all that stuff. We have some cool little moments and then Sarah beats him down with some frozen meat. And then the, yeah, the, the well, I'm not going to call a slutty girl because we don't know how many people she's, maybe this is the only person she's ever slept with. We don't That's know. That's true. And she's carrying his child. So. Her shirt in this scene says down for the number partying <laughs> or oh, yeah, party down, or like something down, like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Down, down to party. Two, oh, it's, it's down, down to party. two, the number two yeah. As a man, I know party. I can get in trouble for using that word. So. I'm just being more careful. I'm just going to keep calling her hot girl because she's a hot girl. If that happens to have any parody with her being slutty, then fine. I'm okay with that. She saved Sarah with a mop. I do like... Here's the thing. I like seeing these two team up. And I will say Jamie King is at her least annoying when she's in peril. Yeah. <laughs> but, I would agree. But couldn't they have just like... She should have like just before the minor turns up. You need... Because you're going to find out later. She knows that this whole stuff's happening. She obviously didn't know that she was pregnant or anything. But she knew that they're having an affair. This is where you have the moment between them where something she slips up in some way and then Sarah finds out and then she finds out she's pregnant. So then the rest of the scene is this crazy tension where you don't know like where they have to like, you know, they're at odds with each other while trying to survive together. That's Mm -hmm. what you add to the scene. It's all there in the movie. Just let them do it. Instead, they don't give them any of that. And she's going to die. Like the hot girl's going to die at the end of the scene, dragged out the window. And it's like, what? You just, you didn't use ammo that you put in your gun. It's just so stupid. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense because there's no point in revealing that she knew about everything that if you're not going to use it as dramatic tension in some way because that's what keeps us in suspense of like, oh, maybe Axel is the killer, right? Because he's got to get yeah. rid of Or maybe this, Sarah's going to fucking sacrifice her to get away. mama. Yeah, yeah exactly. And why, why does she even need she to be could, pregnant? It could come down to like getting locked out of a, the manager's office or whatever and instead of waiting for her... She just closes there's the door. There's no reason for even be pregnant. It does nothing in this film. Um, and there's also no fucking reason why Sarah couldn't hit that alarm straight away when they get into this room. Right? <laughs> Thank you. It's crazy. Thank you. Absolutely crazy. Right? There's a guy literally pickaxing through the door, and you are just going to push your 90 pound frame or whatever against a desk instead of just pushing an alarm for the police. <sighs> so, yeah, this is where, like, everyone, TJ, sorry, Axel turns up. Sees the dead, sees the dead hot girl, and then Sarah says that she knew about her, and blah blah blah. And then at their house, can we just admire the four minutes it took for whoever this killer is to write the message, remove this girl's heart from her rib cage, and then arrange her, and then get the chocolate box, put that in front of her. Four minutes tops that he had to do that. Very efficient, impressive. Yeah, we're at their house, aren't we? TJ and Sarah's, sorry, Axel and Sarah's house. Um, and the miner breaks in, kills the nanny. Uh, Tom Atkins somehow knows, which I was very confused about. Yes, I agree. 
so he goes in with a disposable female cop. Who has got to be max yeah. 17 in real life. She is so young. Um, so they do do the dryer kill in here. So Shannon, did it get as much of an effect on you here? I mean, no, because now I was expecting it. I just found this whole segment at the house weird. Like, the, it felt like it was, oh, this is how we're going to get this homage to the original to do this dryer kill. So I just don't know why it happened. Like, I yeah, I, I was not into the whole thing and it didn't feel as scary. I mean, the next kill I thought was better than remaking. When Tom Atkins gets his jaw yeah. ripped off. Right. Uh, <laughs> then remaking this dryer kill and doing it worse. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like the first one didn't know pacing very well. But I mean, this one's effect is great. Uh, like the, you know, the face effects, which is going to be $50 million. We're in 2009. But yeah, it's it's just feels stupid. Like just to come out of a regular tumble drive as well. You're not in a big industrial one. Like the scene's so <laughs> short. It just doesn't feel right. But yeah, yeah it is cool when Tom Atkins gets his job. Yeah, because Mabel would have been in the dryer for I, yeah, almost no. well, two that's days. A, that's also the thing. Like she's only been drying for a short period of time. <laughs> very cool with the jaw ripped off this is you know there's some trashy cgi in here but it's fun and then axel is told sarah just left with tj um and he gets a call saying that they have a report on tj so here's what we get what i presume you guys were talking about earlier some really terrible blue screen car driving oh yeah it's oh oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's awful i never understand in films how hard it is just put people in a fucking car and make them act like, it cannot be that hard. Yeah. Well, and all they needed to do, I mean... $15 million. <laughs> right. But you spend, you know, half a million of that and just put them in a fucking trailer so that you're having actual scenery. They aren't actually driving. You have them on a trailer. Sure. Like, it's just... It's there are not many that ways hard. to do it. And it, this is... Like, oh. I see in our neighborhood girls in the back of like El Caminos and stuff dancing to no music for some whatever fuck off music video. They can afford the rig (laughs) and I'm never going to see that music video nor will a lot of other people and they can afford it. What the hell, you guys? Come on. No, it's stupid. Come on. It's so bad. And it tells me so much about the director. It just tells me like what's important to him and it's upsetting. Well, that he thinks that we won't care yeah. either as viewers. No, no, it just tells me he's into it's control. Really, like, cause- no, but that that is what it says to me, though, is that you think that we won't care or notice. Yeah. 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 Well, this whole that this is what you're doing. Movie, I, it tells me that this director thinks we're stupid. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. As an audience. So TJ's telling Sarah that Axel is a killer and then Axel rings her and tells her TJ's a killer and then poor Jamie King is expected to act conflicted. (laughs) (gasps) And how she doesn't throw herself out of the car, I don't understand. This is a tuck and roll situation. But hey, TJ's been in a mental institute, so case closed. Now again, up until this point, have you really thought it was Axel at any point? (laughs) Like, everything is pointed to TJ, right? They did the fucking mirror shots like everything and, and what's really like this acting's so fucking bad like people literally like they do they have nothing to do in a scene and then <laughs> supernatural guy would just be like 
fuck every now and then as if that makes him oh he's unpredictable and conflicted and crazy and then they just don't know what else to do and they think adds intensity and then she just gasps every time as if she it's yeah. a shock <gasps> oh, it's God. the he fucking said a curse worst. word honestly yeah. it's really bad they crash the car and sarah runs as tj just starts she screaming. crashes his car yeah, sure. i would have been so mad <laughs> and like, do you know how much it costs for me to fix this windshield? A fucking lot. This is a Bronco. It's a classic. And Axel tells Sarah, "You will be getting a bill." Axel tells Sarah, "Go to my dad's old sex shack." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he flips a bitch. Now, where the hell was she going? Where was he headed? Where was TJ going? going? And where was Axel going? And where was anyone going that she can then run to the shack quicker than he can drive? Well, the implication is that the shack is very close by the mine, right? Because before TJ was at the mine, saw the thing in the woods, and that led him to the shack where- TJ was he, taking her to the mines, right? Right. So the uh, the assumption is TJ's taking her to the mines, and therefore she's close to the shack. Where the fuck was the sheriff going if not to the mines? <laughs> no. They're just, they were like, just trying to homage the first one again, but it doesn't make any sense. No, and it's also just one of the things where like people write this in movies all the time. It's like, oh, we need to show that you are now feeling active. You've got to turn your car around because that's how they do it. You can't do it through acting, just for a big, just big accelerate thing. or do something or put your sirens on. Yeah. yeah. I, I also love that she uses a fucking key to get into this decrepit shag. Right. <laughs> it literally has boards, like six boards on every window. And you need a key. And then she finds the box of chocolates from the cute girl and finds a picture of herself with TJ inside it. And then the echo of the voice of why is TJ telling her, beware of Axel. <laughs> beware of Axel. And then she finds lots of heart-shaped chocolate boxes in a cupboard. Like 50. Yeah. yeah. So How many. many people were they like, Honestly, there's no one watched seven. If you want to find this killer, you look for... <laughs> exporting of heart-shaped chocolate boxes like who on amazon has bought a surplus of these motherfuckers anyway the miner comes in she runs and somehow ends up yeah right at the mine immediately and we have this dropping minor costume scene from the first film from the original right. copied only with zero wind up or tension like this no is it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. And yeah, and it makes no sense because in, in the first one, I think you pointed this out, Katie, that like you get the explanation of how to bring the the robes down, right? Like, so you understand what's happening whenever they start falling, that there's a physical person that is pulling on the strings to bring exactly. them down. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like what? Technical malfunction? Like something could have been malfunctioning or yeah, I don't know. It's not as scary. Uh, but she runs again, hides in the mines, and then she runs into Axel. She hits him, thinking it's him, and then TJ turns up too. And you're meant to be, oh my god, who is it between these two boring, attractive actors? And I remember the first time I watched it, I thought, oh god, which at least would have been maybe more imaginative. But like, they're just going to rip off Scream, and it's going to be both of them. Like, they're going to use that animosity between them to like be like, oh, you'd never expect they're working together for whatever dumb reason. Which at least would have been something. I mean, I have a real pet peeve against. Oh, the killer's a pretty boy. Like, it just immediately turns me off to any film. But at least that would be more imaginative than what we get. Yeah, well, Axel. At least they went that they should have gone the Solomon route, which is what Axel suggests, which is he's like, fine, shoot us both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's immediately the person who's like, no, don't do that, is going to be the one that you should be afraid of. I was like, case closed. Yeah. 
it's him. But then TJ. Even him saying, shoot us both. It's, you know, the old, like, biblical reference of, like, who gets the baby? And then the guy's like, uh, well, let's cut it in half. And the one guy that's like, no, you can take the baby. I'll give up. I'd rather it live. Well, that's how you know who the real, like, Well, because Axel is. obviously is like, I ladies. want you to be safe. I don't want you in a room with him. I think you're so forgetting. Shoot us. I was right. like, just kneecap both these fools yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. No, yeah, people like, don't kneecap enough in movies. Uh, but I think you're forgetting just how smart these characters are and that you might be double bluffing. So then TJ, though, talks about dead cute girl and then she realizes, oh, no, you shouldn't know about her. And then he starts seeing Harry, but he's not really there. And I wrote down, oh. He's right behind you. I wrote he's down. Right oh. Shoot him. Shoot him, Sarah. Sarah. He's right there. It's just embarrassing for all involved, isn't it? It's terrible. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's a very like, tragic point You know, the right long now. scene where we all have time, all of us have time, to just feel genuinely embarrassed for everyone behind the camera, mm-hmm. everyone in front of the camera, the post-production team who are editing this stuff and putting sound mm-hmm. on it and grading mm-hmm. it. You have just but so much also, time to just feel embarrassed th- for all of them. At this point, right, he's clearly seeing harry like it's it should it's clear what's going on should be to sarah like oh he's fucked up so there's all this time for us to go this is terrible movie i hate everything but it could have maybe been redeemed if bitch would have like shot him in the fucking brain in this moment instead of just huh what is happening yes well it's gonna get even worse yeah she's gonna continue to do that even holding the gun because he's gets these life. terrible flashbacks of him doing the killings, which is awful. Because they make it, the music's meant to tell you like, dun, 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 as he keeps pulling the mask off again and again and again. Right. And I think he's meant to realize it. I don't even know. But anyway, then she says to him, Harry's not here, Tom. And then old Dawson's creep boy. It's like, no, he's here. <laughs> and then they fight. <laughs> right. And then the voice changes. Fucking fighting. Always happens. TJ stabs Axel as Sarah does absolutely nothing. It's literally just standing there holding a gun. Nothing. For fucking ages of these two boys just scuff. Um, and then she's all upset and shoots afterwards. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. So stupid. And it's T- so stupid. TJ just runs off and then doesn't even get in costume. He then just comes back doing the smashing light bulb scene, which the only cool thing is like whenever he smashes a light bulb, it flashes too, which is, that's a cool idea. Unfortunately, you got this fucking idiot. And what just happened is he ran away to start walking towards them. <laughs> that's literally what happened. He's like, I'm going to run over here because then I can walk towards you and smash light bulbs. And it's not even dark. It's so bright. <laughs> it's so bright. And he misses like four or five. So it's still very well lit in this oh, area. Oh, man. This movie. It won't end at this point. It's so, so bad. It won't. It refuses to die. Oh, fucking hell. And then we get this terrible, terrible slow motion which is in in post it's not it when you're filming it this isn't an overcranked <laughs> camera this is you're in the editing bay and then you go oh you know you know what this moment needs it needs this moment in slow motion so even though we didn't shoot it in slow motion let's just do that and fuck with the frame rate and at the same time to make it more dramatic let's have him roaring <laughs> and then she, like a lion she shoots him with a cgi bullet um, and a canister blows up and I wrote down, fuck this film <laughs> at this point. So then we, yeah, we cut to the miners 
coming in and it's fucking it don't make any fucking sense so tj not only is he alive and the others alive like and you said behind, yeah but he, he must have been 10 feet away and yeah. this makes no sense because then he kills like us as the his rescuer yeah and somehow then we cut outside and sarah and axel are just being carried out without anyone even noticing that tj just killed someone in that mine when he has to be right next to them like it makes There'll be other people in there. People would come screaming out. It would immediately be a nightmare. It's not like he was in a different part of the mines. He was next to them. Yeah. So I was yeah. really confused. Well, and it also makes no sense that Axel lives with like pickaxe to the gut. Not right. No. And being in a methane explosion. Right. Yeah. All of it. Dead, dead, dead. It's just. It'd all be little crispy burnt ends. That's, yeah. that's all they'd be. And then we see one of the rescue team. He pulls his mask off. Of course, it's fucking TJ overacting. And then, as if all of that wasn't bad enough, he literally snarls at Ugh. the camera He's and bad. walks off. He's Ugh. bad. He's so bad. And I, I wrote down, what a piece of shit. <laughs> the end of the credits, which is a very long shot of the POV going into the mines. Uh, we don't even finish the shot. Did you guys get to this? No, I think we There's stopped. Uh, well, I don't remember it not finishing the shot. I don't think we... I think we gave up. Yeah, there's a post-credits scene, I guess, but it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, oh, we had this bit of footage left over. Because <laughs> you have the shot of it going down through the mines, and then you think, oh, maybe at the end of this, it'll go into something seamlessly. No, it then just fades from that <laughs> into a shot of the miner walking towards us and axes us, and that's it. <laughs> it doesn't even make any yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's fucking bewildering. That's it, guys. That's My Bloody Valentine 2009. 3D. Uh, Again, remember having a good time. So before we get to our feelings and which is going to be the winner this week in our versus. Uh, versus. Thank you. You have a bingo <laughs> card. What we want to know is, did any of them even get close like to giving a blackout and which one was highest? So definitely the original was the highest. Even without nudity and stuff? Even without nudity. So it has... 11 tropes that it hits on where this slut dies someone dies in the midst of or directly before sex oh no the phones are dead (laughs) the power goes out we see the killer in the mirror which katie pointed out to me that happens in the flashback they run farther into the house rather rather than outside of safety i'm saying the mine is the house in this case There's a misty fogginess from the mine just randomly that comes up. The insinuation that drinking and partying get you killed, which I thought was accurate. All of a sudden, the whole campus slash town slash typically busy, busy area is totally deserted when she's walking home alone. (laughs) Someone playfully scares someone else as a joke, not a real kill. And a foreboding story that literally gives the whole movie away. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how many by contrast, like just one? So that was 11 out of 20? 24. 24. Okay, 11 out of 20. We only got eight. Yes. Where? What were they missing? Or were they different ones? Not really. I mean, they get the boobs, right? Because we have boobs and we have full frontal and there's the hiding under the bed. So those are the two that are different. Everything else is how? But you had hiding under the bed in the first one with the kid in the flashback. Oh, so then I forgot about that. So then, yeah, there's 12. And it's like split it in half, a half, a black, mm-hmm. a gray out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it, Katie? It's a misty. <laughs> What's so a we'll half blackout? 
Yeah, well, and to be fair, I don't think I actually have 24 because I'm just doing this as a list as opposed to a full card. So I but have. I think, I yeah, think but your had... list at the beginning was 24. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. then it's 24, which is a blackout. Shannon, yeah, I think right. if you're correct, on the huge board behind you with blinking lights, you do oh, right. have. Oh, right, <laughs> Right. Right, Sloan. 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 I need you to, to turn the card. Turn the card. We got another one. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll go over it in the wrap-up, but is that seeming to be our highest so far then? It is. Are we thinking? Yeah, at 12, that is our highest so far. And it didn't even, like, just think of how much more we could have gotten to if there were boobs. Now, I didn't check off (laughs) the virgin lives because we don't know that she's a virgin, right? The final girl in... um, She's not a virgin. She's not a virgin. She's with both of those guys. That was what... I got as well, but it's never directly said either way. And I feel like yeah. for the virgin lives to, for that to hit, no, it has yeah, to be like. But no, you have to be explicit about it. Cause you know, I meet some people in life. I don't need to see them having sex to know that person's had sex before. <laughs> She's definitely had some sex. So my bloody Valentine guys, 1981, 2009. What did you like? What you, what didn't you? And what are we putting in as the winner for this week's versus uh, Katie? Start with you. I've seen both, uh, which I've said before. There was a lot in the original one that I had forgotten about, including some of the great kills and then some of the ridiculousness, like the banjo music playing as guys are rushing from showers to their muscle cars to go to like a some shitty bar in Canada. Um, so there was definitely like, cliche things but honestly that's why i watch 80s movies because i like them i find those things comforting and i liked all the characters even well i liked them all except for dumb dumb like joke maker guy who has to just be an outrageous idiot the whole time but it had some very impressive stuff going on in it the hot dog thing still grosses me out Like, I can't imagine dying in hot dog water. It's so gross. And then, yeah, like the scene with the the clothes coming down, I thought was really eerie. And I thought it was like ahead of its time a bit with some of the things that it was able to accomplish. It did really cool stuff, which then brings me to the remake, which kind of took a lot of what the original did and insulted them and then put as what I've had a problem with with so many remakes is that they just put pretty people who can't act in the roles and expect it to capture or recapture the magic that existed before. And I don't understand this reasoning. Like throwing money and throwing pretty people at something does not make it watchable, let alone better. $101 million at the box office. It's insane. Like, the reason you're getting butts and seats is because those people are recognizable, and I get that. And the fact that it's, oh, it's in 3D. Oh, and it's a slasher film. Oh, and it's a remake. Oh, and we have Dawson's Creek guy, and we have Supernatural guy, and we have Jamie King. Like, of course. And even the fact that you have full frontal nudity, that is just a shame that that is what is getting people to go to your movie. Like, how do you make a movie and be okay with that? I'm unsure. But respect to that girl, because that was a that was an amazing scene. She did great. Yeah. Everyone else sucked. And I love and I love Jack. I love that's what I'll call him forever. I've even met him in real life and I called him Jack. And he's like, that is not my name. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are Jack. 
You like, are Jack. You are Jack. Um, so yes, obviously, for me, the original trumped so much better. Like it just did everything that I want eighty slasher films to do. Okay. Okay. Shannon. I mean, by sheer virtue of the fact that I could barely watch the original <laughs> because I was so terrified. I feel like that's the point, right? Like, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. So it did its job. <laughs> it scared the living bejesus out of me. It was gory. And it, like, especially in that time, all those effects were done practically. So I think that that's a huge achievement, too, for someone like me to watch it and be legitimately scared by it as opposed to thinking that it's just really cheesy and stupid. I mean, you and Al might look at it and, and can see the like cheesiness of the of the practical effects, but I look at it and it, it was scary to me because it was just so like dirty and gruesome. Do you think that the practical effects are scarier than the slicker I, stuff? I think so. I Because even whenever they had the gorier things in the remake, like the girl getting the shovel, like cutting half of her face, I could still stand to watch that through my fingers, right? Like I didn't need to totally black out what was happening because there's something that seems glossy and a little fake about that right so then there is a level of like detachment for me whereas with the practical effects it might be a little bit crude and you might be able to tell oh that's a mannequin or that's fake you know all of those things it's still it still feels a little bit more visceral you know so yeah i would say the practical effects are more scary to me <laughs> if for nothing else than like somebody had to spend a lot of time doing that. <laughs> and I, I agree. I think like the scene with the miners clothes and stuff hanging and how that scene worked. I thought that was fucking brilliant as much as it was so scary. I couldn't watch it and how it ended up. But I could respect that like that was cool. And I even liked how the bartender setting up like the prank or whatever, then like jokes on you, buddy. Like I thought they did cool things with it. And just from an acting standpoint, I thought it it was so much better in the original, which is not saying much, but I cared about those people. I could stand to watch them, which I think made it that much more terrifying, right? Like there were a yeah. lot of things that I thought they were played the harmonicas together. They played the harmonicas together. They were While bonded. wearing Canadian tuxedos. Yeah. Like, you know, I, there were a lot of things. And, and I kind of agree with what Al said earlier that like, it's interesting because you can watch it and say, oh, this movie could be remade so much better because because what's there that's great is great. And there's only there's some like clarity things and probably some casting things that would really help to make it soar. There's some story stuff that would really help. And then the remake, I just I didn't care about a single one of the three people that we're supposed to care about i found like they were so bad i i i just i didn't want to watch them try to live right <laughs> like <laughs> we le like we ended the movie and i was very disappointed 
that all three of them were still alive. <laughs> because yeah, it's insane, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's insane and it's stupid. I did really like from a story perspective. I thought uh, what they changed about the backstory and about the killer, even the discovery of that, like that it's all in his head and what that was. I thought I liked that from a story element and how they treated that, but how but how they used it and how they were was so fucking stupid that it made me upset. It's one of those movies where like it makes me angry that I thought they there was cool stuff that they could do and they just didn't. And like I knew the killer was TJ in the original from the very beginning because and maybe it's you needed to watch the original in order to get that. But they have the iconic scene of him getting the blood splatter, which is what they're referencing in the original movie of the little kid getting the blood splatter from his dad on his face. So from that very moment, I was like, oh, great. He's the killer. Like, they kept trying to throw red herrings in there, red herrings in there, but it was uh, just not done well. Not, And I think so much of that has to do with how bad the actors were, how bad the actors were and how bad the directing was. Yeah, the killer in the original was Axel, wasn't it? Yes, but he's okay. the killer because he was traumatized by seeing his dad die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, okay. he gets the blood splatter from his dad on the face. And then sure. in this okay. one, he's watching Harry die and he gets the blood splatter on his face. So I was like, great, you're mirroring this image for a reason. Yeah. But they just swapped the killer, basically. Correct. Like, and yeah. it was just not inventive. You're voting no for the original? Yes, I am voting for the original as a better film. Mainly because, like, on my nightmare scale, that one wins. And you didn't sleep great that night, sadly. No, I did not. I did not. (laughs) And, you know, if I think about the images that are, like, burned into my brain, it's the images from the original. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, honestly, I'm so, it makes me so happy as a horror fan to hear that 80s movies, which, yeah, people can tease a lot of time, can be goofy a lot of time. That that can still affect somebody like you more than the remakes and more than the modern stuff. Like, or just can affect you in any way whatsoever. Like, that's actually kind of reassuring that those old films can. Um, and even, because like, you know, something like The Thing, I would understand. Like, The Thing is a somber, really well-made, well-crafted drama, but something where it's like a silly slasher film. But I said, yeah, the original My Bloody Valentine, it is more somber than most. Like, it's not quite as goofy as most of them. And I think a lot of it is just because, yeah, the characters, like I said, they're almost, I mean, I'm not going to say they're too well written, but they are a little bit more based in reality. Uh, But then it just gets confusing and slightly dull because (laughs) there's just not enough that's really interesting going on with them all. I still don't love My Bloody Valentine like most people do, but this was definitely the most that I've enjoyed it. And the caveat of that is you have to watch the uncut version. The cut version is so tame that it's just a very mediocre slasher film. Uh, But with that violence in, it's worth all the wind-ups. I still think the directing isn't fantastic. It's good. It's decent. But like he doesn't really know how to do the build-ups. And the editing is really off in a bunch of the scenes. And then with the music as well. There's just like a parody between those three things, you know, where they kind of mess up some what could be great moments. But the effects are cool. And, you know, there's a good mood. And it feels quite unique. And just the mind is a cool character. Like, it just looks cool. Like, it just works. And Terrifying. that carries over to the remake. Like, he looks very cool in the remake. They jason him up more, make him bigger, more indestructible. And I'm fine with that. And the kills are pretty decent as well in the remake. I like that they carried that over at least. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, prefer the ones in the original, but it's still the fun. Yeah, the scene, the crazy scene in the beginning with the kills and her running around naked is a lot of fun. But there's not much fun to be had 
And for the most part, it's just free nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Actors just like doing nothing. It just feels so as bad. though they're in a different film. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's they, really upsetting. Yeah. With better actors and better writing, like scenes like that supermarket scene could be cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it, it's really frustrating that it's not. So, no, I mean, it. it look, I, I think I made it pretty clear that I prefer the original and that the remake. And I think we're coming across as like, we hate remakes. Again, we don't. When we get to the wrap up, I'll name a lot of horror remakes that I think are as good or maybe even better than the originals. These are not them. This is an era of just plastic, like, you know, yeah, like Katie said, too much money and too many pretty people. But you get no not a surf, which is do. nice. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than the music, the remakes have not done much for me. The one thing far. that I'm going to say on this one is that, despite all my hatred to these three actors, this is this would be my favorite remake we've watched so far in this series. I would agree um, with and that. The, the pure reason for that is it's stupid. So I can laugh at the bad acting, and then when they are doing the kills, they are at least fun. Like there were no fun kills in Prom Night. Right. And in the fog, it's just this fucking nightmare of CGI ghosts and bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at there, least here, there's something I can get behind. There are scenes in the remake, like the naked girl scene, that are fun and are and are well acted. I feel like you're coming back to that, and that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's not much. But there, at least it has, again, maybe the director and writers are doing, you know, have terrible intentions, but they have intentions, you know? And that's my problem. That's what I was saying with the fog and prom night. Nothing annoys me more than something, particularly a horror film or a genre film, just being no character. Like, having nothing to say. This, I feel the writers and directors have something to say. I just think it's all stupid. But at least they, they have something that they're trying to do. And they clearly like horror films, which is not clear in the Fog or the Prom Night remix. Yeah. Well, and now even, like, as I think about it, because Katie and I talked about this whenever we were watching My Bloody Valentine, that what you were saying about Prom Night, about how she the female lead doesn't get a chance to vindicate herself, as that's, like... Because that didn't occur to me in the moment, but then as soon as you said it, now I can't get it out of my brain, and that just makes me hate that movie so much more. Especially, <laughs> right. at, and I think that's not something that I, knowing anything about slasher films, thought was like really a part of it, and so it's very bothersome to me now, seeing as we go through that that is hap- that that's happening over and over again, and in Prom Night, the remake, it didn't. You know, no. like that, like, sticks I mean, with me I hope we get angry. more of it because to be honest, we haven't had great examples of that. No. It's happened, but not great. Like we haven't yeah. had any great final goals yet. And I hope yeah. we get something. We really haven't. At some point. Um, and we'll see if that happens next week when we're going to go to the house on Sorority Hill. No? Sorority no. Row. So- Thank you. <laughs> house of Sorority Row. Is that right? Yeah. I haven't seen this film in ages. I've seen the remake a few years ago as well as when it came out. But yes. We're going to be on that movie next Friday. Uh, I'm hoping hoping that we can get closer to your blackout. But I don't know. I'll be honest, Shannon. When we had a conversation and you nearly... Well, you didn't nearly quit because you're very lovely. But I, we nearly decided that you should quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out that there isn't one more film that's really... Like, just waiting at the end. Then I'm like, yeah, when we get to that one. <laughs> oh, no. boy. No. Because... I want one that does a blackout on your list, and I want one that, that maybe like you've, me for life? you've grown here, you've damaged yourself, no. but those wounds will heal. Nope. And the next time no. you watch something like She'll this, you'll be a little move bit more. Into our house. Yeah. You stop it. <laughs> you, yeah. She just you're won't bra- leave when she comes over to watch the movies. Nope. Nope. I, but I feel like if you watched something similar to this now, you would be better with it because, yeah, you kind mean, of you understand things. Yeah. Maybe. 
I don't know. But that's also a part of myself that I don't really want to kill. So <laughs> I feel it's too late. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow us, like I said, please go to We Geeks. Uh, type that on your uh, on your iTunes or your podcast thing, and yeah, subscribe, rate, helps us out a whole bunch. We just made a feature film called Starfish, and if you go to starfishmixtape.com, then you can find out where to see our film, get some little clips about it. You can find out how to like consume that, and then where you can tell us that our film's a piece of shit, and you know why did we get it all wrong? Do a podcast on that. I'd love to hear a podcast on just tearing apart our movie. Yeah, so I can just I can just cry. <laughs> <laughs> then you can tell and us where to find the movie that you made, and we'll go watch that. Oh, yeah, you Endless don't have a cycle movie. That's so weird. Of, of being terrible weird. to people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be. Look, people love my bloody Valentine, uh, and I, I know people love the remake. So great, good on them. Have fun. Honestly, I want everyone to have fun with everything they can. So you know, my opinion doesn't matter, but it's a piece of shit. <laughs> we, if you want to be on the social medias, I'm Mr. Al White on all of them, and also on the Xbox. If you want to play some of those video game things, where can people find you, Katie? I'm at my dearest Watson on most stuff. My dear Watson 86 on Xbox, but I'm pretty Shannon. deep in Odyssey at the moment, so I'm not really co-oping. So no, you can you send me messages, but I probably won't respond. What if you could co-op? You know, you can like you can you know have some fun lesbian sex in Odyssey. Yeah. What if you do that? Co-op oh, I've been online? in an orgy. I had sex with an old lady, and I had sex with a blacksmith. Yeah. What if that was like online though, and <laughs> you're doing it with other people? What if no. that was like an online thing? No. That'd be weird. Okay. I don't, I don't like want it. that. Shannon. You can find How can people me see at- pictures of your new couch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find me posting pictures of my new couch on Instagram at Shannon Hollander. And then on Twitter, which I really don't use, so don't even bother, but it's my fave Shannon. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. I know this format isn't entirely working and they're overrunning quite a bit, but we are in it. We've got three more films. We're going to get through it. And I'm having fun at least watching these We're movies halfway. with you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Halfway. And I'm hoping we find a film that Shannon just truly enjoys. We'll find out next week <laughs> if it's that one. We'll <laughs> Until see. then, we are out, geeks. Geeks.